right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of your show. That's right. It's the Kickout Crew. I uh, want to thank everybody for the positive feedback from last week's episode. Hope you all enjoyed watching it on premiere. I know I did. Ha! But uh, yeah, I want to thank everybody for the feedback, the questions, comments, tweets, retweets, or whatever they call those things, posts, uh, and uh, all of that jazz. And hey, you can watch the videos exclusively on Premier Streaming Network. And uh, this week, or yeah, it is this weekend. Uh, you know, don't forget to watch StarCast streaming all over Premier Streaming Network this weekend. So uh, be sure to check that out. And uh think uh that's a little bit of the intro uh before we get started uh we definitely as we are recording uh the past couple days in the wrestling world has been a uh, quite a bit of a uh you know shitty uh thing uh we learned of the passing of terry funk uh i'm from the texas panhandle around the amarillo area the funks were legends i mean i have his fucking i didn't go to his wrestle fest thing in amarillo i still have the fucking newspaper thing from it you know so uh he was a very intricate part of uh, wrestling worldwide. Many, many promotions, uh, many great matches in those promotions, and uh, you just uh, hear other people talk about him, and I think you'll really get the uh, the gist of how important Terry Funk was uh, to the past, the present, and definitely the future. And uh, as we're recording today, uh, we also heard of the passing of uh, Wyndham Rotunda, otherwise known as Bray Wyatt. Yeah, uh, you know, we're all kind of a uh, Paid a little homage to him. It kind of hit us a little hard. Uh, kind of obviously he wasn't done in the uh, wrestling business, and uh, that's kind of my bitch about the whole thing with life. Is like, man, he still had a lot of a story to tell. I mean, when he returned, he this was like Stone Cold esque pops when he returned and you know blew out that lantern, uh, whatever pay per view that was, and uh, kept every time he came out, massive cheers. You you knew he was on the cusp of doing something really really great. And that's the thing that kind of saddens me and pisses me off about the whole thing is he still had his story to tell and he didn't get to tell it. Same thing I feel about Eddie Guerrero, kind of feel about Bray and, uh, you know, uh, Brody for that matter, too. But I just wanted to get that out of the way, open with it and uh, address it. We're all uh, heartbroken as a wrestling family and as wrestling fans and, you know, friends and everything. And our condolences to their family and friends and other uh, fans worldwide and that's all I really got. If uh, you guys want to chime in, go for it. He was only 36. He was only 36, man. Yeah, it's sad. What was, like, well, was the last he was, match he did? Was it the, the Mount Dew match? Was it the last one he had? Yeah. I think so. That was in February. Well, the vignettes and like this whole, you know, Firefly Funhouse thing and like the cinematic match with cena like he was changing he was changing the game <laughs> you know like there for a minute there was nothing like this you know he was changing the game for sure well i mean i you guys know i'm a big fan i hang out in this fun house uh not not just for no reason whatsoever i am a fan of him uh this just happened literally a half hour before we we found out about it i mean about a half hour before we hit record so you know we haven't really even really hasn't hit us uh set in yet and uh yeah again you know, it um, with Terry Funk, it, it is sad that he passed, but, he, you know, an 80 year old man passing is sad, but not tragic. Uh, a 36 year old man is tragic. He has like James said, he has not lived yet enough. Um, I know he he's, recently 
re- remarried not that long ago and um you know he, he, he yeah i mean there's his dad's the one to let everybody know his dad's you know fine i'm just you know you know, bo dallas and uh his his brother like i'm a little lost for words uh apologize for that but who knows uh, if bo dallas was gonna you know like i mean he was kind of getting into his prime there obviously there were some starts and stops events and everything but I mean, he never like lost love with the fans, you know. No, no, he was uh, well, he was well liked for sure, and yeah. people, uh, every character he's done, every I mean, he's done a great over. job. Everyone he's done has been over. Yeah, so that's all I have about that. Anybody so, else? Yeah. No, I mean, to me, I think Bray Wyatt. He was one of my favorites. So this definitely sucks. You know, I was exciting. You know, excited about him coming back. I was hoping he was coming back soon and, you know, get to see whatever creative mind he has going. And that's one thing he had. He had a creative mind. He did everything from The Fiend to The Swamp Guy. He he did all of it. And he did amazing at everything that he did. Everything he touched turned into gold. He went from Husky Harris to Bray Wyatt. Right. And he and, did it. Yeah. Not I mean, WWE. The Wyatt family was my favorite favorite part of him. I love the Firefly Funhouse. I love that stuff. But the Wyatt family with with him and um, everybody who come in and out of the Wyatt family was that was just my favorite iteration of him. Oh, I agree. Uh, Devin, before I introduce our or we introduce our guest, would you um you you have anything to say about Bray? Uh, it's just yeah, everyone's kind of said it all already, like. It's just really sad. He's definitely gone too soon. Uh, so, uh, as you can see, we have another head on the screen. We have our good friend, Josh Fields here. Josh, a fellow top guy, great friend of the show, great friend of us, long time coming. Josh, introduce yourself. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm uh, Josh Fields. I live in Burlington, Kentucky, longtime wrestling fan and friends with all these chuckleheads. So, yeah, I'm ready. I'm excited to be here, man. It's a terrible, terrible day and a pretty bad weekend for wrestling fans as far as, like, you know, losing people like Terry Funk, who, you know, mentored some of our, you know, some of our favorites growing up, like Mick Foley and, you know, various guys like that had an influence on the guys that we watched growing up. And then Bray, man, Bray was, you know, to your all's points, super over every time he came out. You know, every time he'd come out, the lights are out, the cameras are flashing, everybody's waving their cell phones in the air. You know, he was a he was a rock star. He was an eccentric character. Everybody, you know, really enjoyed everything he did. And it sucks, man. It seems like every six, seven years, it seems we get one of these like way before their time passings that, you know, just kind of crushes everybody. But you know, it just sounds like it was it was his turn. It seems like he was battling some pretty serious stuff that he was getting ready to come back from. So, you know, we're still waiting to hear what happened. It's awful. Agreed. Well, thank you, Josh. It's good to have you here. And uh, let's kick it over to James, see what he has to say. All right. Well, uh, I guess it's uh, time to get this uh, episode rolling because, like we say, we always pride ourselves in a, you know, sit back, relax, and uh, ease your life's troubles. So, hey, what better way to do that than with your show? So, I say, let's get to it, you know, and let's uh, smile and remember the good times for sure. That being said, it looks like Mike is starting off the episode today. So, uh, Mike, what you got for us this what week? That happened. 
Wait a minute. Well, wait, wait. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a monumental moment. We have a mic topic before a Brad topic. <laughs> I just, I think we can end the episode now. After your topic, I think we can end the episode. There we don't, go. Don't okay. threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I'm um, sorry, brother. Go ahead. You know, it's been another week, you know. But, um, Josh, we see all the time about you going to movies and stuff like that. So, apparently, you're a big movie fan. Mm-hmm. So, I did a little bit of research. And back in my fandom of wrestling was in 1998. So, this week, back in 1998, I want to give you five movies that were the top five. And I want you – have you seen them? And what do you think of them? Sure. Number one, Blade. Number two was Save It Private Ryan. Number three, There's Something About Mary. Imagine that. (laughs) Number four was How Stella Got Her Groove Back. (laughs) And then number five, Snake Eyes. So with you being the movie critic you are, what do you think about those ones? And it was a it was a pretty good year for movies. I mean, I could I could start with there's something about Mary. I mean, good lord, that movie's still funny. You know, Ooh, for hair gel. Various every time it comes on, I watch it. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 hilarious. That's that's one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite Ben Stiller movies for sure. Um, Blade Blade's an absolute classic. It all three of them. I enjoyed all three of those movies that they made. Uh, I know Triple H tying it back to wrestling was in one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the original Blade, badass movie, you know, a vampire that can actually walk in the daylight and wants to kill other vampires, but they're not to love, you know? Yeah, you will. Uh, Saving Private Ryan, great movie as well. Tom Hanks, um, I believe it won an Oscar, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, if it didn't, it definitely, sh- it definitely should have, but great war movie. Um, How Stella Got a Groove Back, I have seen that one as well. That's a, that's a... <laughs> That's a pretty that's a pretty damn good one too. Um and then Snake Eyes, I can't remember if I've seen that one or not. Is that is that Nicolas Cage? I think so. I think that's the one with the Nicolas Cage in it. I'm a Mike did, right? <laughs> I, I wasn't going that in depth in it. Mm-hmm. Like but, how Mike's topics are always like, hey, we're gonna talk about like 10 separate things. Like every time. <laughs> <laughs> one topic, movies. Nah, man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm obsessed with movies. So, what got, what is it that um, got you into movies like you do? Because, like, I mean, you're going, you're going to see everything from Ninja Turtles to Barbie to, I mean, you're watching it all. So, it is, man. It's just something about the experience, man. Like one of my favorite outlets is to just go sit in a dark theater for two to three hours and just kind of forget about things. The movie doesn't always have to be good. I've seen my fair share of awful, terrible things that I wish I could have gotten my time back for, but I still love the experience. You know what I mean? There's just something about it. I I don't stream movies at home too much. I'd much rather go see them in theaters. You know what I mean? It's it's about the experience. I think movies are meant to be seen on a bigger screen. Look, Josh is a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Leave him alone. I am, and I I am enough. Thank you very much. And you can Oppenheimer your way right out of here on that one. Yeah. I do stream a lot Boom. of movies. But um, the one thing I do do is Marvel movies. Me and my son, we go see them all. So whether it's, you know, Avengers, Spider-Man, you know, the weekend they come out, we're going to the movies. And we're, that's 
one of the things that we do. We've been doing it for years. So, I mean, I, I get that experience. What it, What is your all-time number one movie? Ooh, that's a good one. All-time all time number one. It, it's, it's varied from year to year, right? So I'd say there's kind of like a 1A and 1B, and they're two pretty diametrically opposed movies. So one of my favorite all-time movies is Friday, believe it or not. Love the movie Friday. I could watch that anytime it comes on. I laugh. I still laugh like it's the first time I've seen it. Fantastic movie. The other one, like I said, diametrically opposed, Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Fantastic movie. Great ending to that original trilogy, and it's one of the best movies ever made, in my opinion. Okay. Now, worst movie you ever seen? Ooh, there was a movie that I watched at some point in the pandemic called Green Knight. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. The movie was absolute dog shit. I thought it was going to be a lot better than it was. And it was probably two hours of my life. I'll never get back. I was kind of hoping you would say uh, Varsity Blues on that one. You fuck off. Hell no. <laughs> hell no. You go to hell for that, Mike Wicker. <laughs> I rate that a 10. I know. Just a fuck with James. Tell out Megan Nelson. That's a 10. <laughs> Uh, that's that's pretty much what I got this week. I just want to, you know, get more into Josh and his hobby that he likes to do. So, love it. Is it time for Mike to meet a minute? I know we. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You're trying to get Brad all the way out of this outline. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we should yeah. start hot with Mike and end with Brad. <laughs> but nah, uh, I'm good. That's all you got for us. Well, hey, thanks for a little Q and A with uh, Josh. Like to hear Josh and not you, so that was a uh, real fun. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh, you know, we're gonna keep the laughs going with uh, Brad. <laughs> so, Brad, what you got for us this week? So I get home from work uh, Monday. It was late. Tuesday it's late. Wednesday it's always late. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And my wife, you know, I, I'm half listening. I'm half not listening, honestly. And she said something about Lotus is getting up at 430 in the morning to drive to the Jersey Shore so that her and her friend could watch the sunrise. I'm not even paying attention. I, I just goes right over my head. I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Can we please put on the shows? Like, can I have a drink? Like, what are we talking about here? So, well, guess what? 430 comes and I hear the door slam downstairs and the dog starts barking. I'm like, Whoa. So I'm like, what the heck? Oh, yeah, she's leaving. Fine. I go back to sleep. Five minutes later, the phone rings and it's Lotus calling my wife because she, she went to her friend's house and her friend won't come to the door. Yeah, I don't figure a freaking teenager doesn't come to the door at 430 in the morning. She wants to know what she's supposed to do. How about you come the fuck home? <laughs> what exactly are you calling her for? That's I, too I, easy, Brad. You know, that's the easy what exactly is my wife going to do from the bed for the bed to handle this situation at 4 30 morning she ain't calling her parents she ain't going knocking on the door handle it so now i'm up i'm up and now it's 4 30 now it's 5 30 now it's 6 30 by the way she came to the door a minute later <laughs> and she came out and they went and they did drive to the shore and they were back before i even left for work but the point the point is this is that if you're gonna if you're gonna take if you're gonna take it upon yourself to leave at 4 30 in the morning you leave me the hell out of it and i want to <laughs> I do not want to get up at 4.30 in the morning. And then I was up and I'm at 7. And I'm like, I'm like, I take my wife aside. I'm like, you know, that wasn't cool. You need, she needs to handle her own stuff. And, and she's like, oh, it's fine. I'm like, it isn't fine. It isn't fine at all. I, I go, I have, I have, I'm on no sleep because she wanted to go see the sunrise, which for some reason became my problem. 
anyway, she's a good kid. You know that. We all know that. Lotus is a good kid, but my goodness, 4.30 in the morning to go see the sunrise and you're back before 7.30? Oh, the hell with well, that. you got plans that early, you spend the night with each other and you get up together and you go together. That's yeah, what that's I was thinking. No, go the night before and get a hotel room. I appreciate the ambition. But yeah, again, the, the phone call, the, the waking me up, the dog barking. No, no, no good. 4.30 is just a little too early for me. All right. Second thing is I was at the gym. You guys know I go and I kind of I go at off times like 10, 11 o'clock. In, there it is. 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. Right. So during 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock in the morning, that is a slow time during the week at the gym because a lot of people have already gone or people are not home from work yet. So there's only like 15, 20 people there tops. You have pretty much your run of the place. New new people there. I see him as like 10 years older than me or so, husband and wife. He was kind of helping her out. I was, I, I respected that. But every time, like I kind of jumped around between a couple things and you knew I was jumping around between a couple things and he knew that, but he would always jump on something like right after I was on it and I wasn't quite done yet. And then it was the same thing in another one, another one, another one. And I'm like, I'm letting it go. He's new here. I'm not here to be a jerk. I can go do something else. But the thing is, every time he was done, he would clean it. Now, I wasn't cleaning it when I was done because I really wasn't done. I was supposed to go back for a second, third set. So I'm getting ready to leave. And he looks at me. And I'm telling you, like, there's a lot of people that can pick on me at the gym. This wasn't one of them. All right. And he says to me, he looks at me, he goes, you go ahead and you keep using it. I'll keep fucking cleaning it. <laughs> I'm like, I'll tell you what, bud. I go, I, you're here with your wife. I respect that. But do me a favor. Make sure I'm done with it first. And then I would clean it. I, stuff like this eats away at me. And you guys know this from past experience with the gas station situations. When someone just is so out of line and gets in your face about something that you are not, you didn't do anything wrong. Asshole. I hope it was a temporary pass. That's all I got to say. I hope he was there, checked it out, saw that I was an asshole, and that's it. You're out. That's what I'm hoping. So he, he, he cleaned it after he got done using it, right? Yes. So he didn't clean it after you were using it, and then he started using it. I, I'm not sure if he... I'm not sure. But the thing is, I wasn't <laughs> done. And I'm not like this guy that just plants his ass down there and waits for 20 minutes. I'm moving around. I'm, I need to get out of there. I need to get to work. I got things to do. Anyway, it's just I hate assholes. I hate How it. far did you walk away from the machine before he would? Like, All right, so literally they're they're next to each other. One's here, one's here, and one was back here. Like, I'm telling you, I'm like, you know, it, it, you could use a, a meter, a stick, like a yardstick. And you can hit each other with it. It, uh, it just was really that close. I it bet wasn't he went like to a, his friends and was like, this fucking no... asshole used some shit. He didn't clean a damn one. Yeah, <laughs> He's on his podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker. This bald asshole was just walking around using everything. There it machine. is. Always a bald asshole. Leaving his bald sweat all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, I want to just mention WrestleMania one last time. So 25 right. years ago, WrestleMania was in Philadelphia, 1999, which was one of the greatest times in wrestling, right? The Attitude Era. We talked about it. Rock and Austin fought in the main event. Okay. That WrestleMania made a total ticket sales of 20,276,000. No, wait. No, 20,000, 276,000 tickets were sold for $1,437,050. Now, I know that 25 years is a long time, but man, how things have changed when now we have the record-breaking gate of well over 90. We don't even know what it is. We just know what the first day was of 90,000 tickets sold for over $22 million or whatever it is. What a difference. Uh, what a difference the WWF, WWE is uh, compared to what it was in 1999. Unbelievable. When did it become this? this when did sporting events become this crazy, right? 
Uh, so just to think and put it in perspective like that, though, that that was the, one of the hottest times in wrestling. And they, made, they made less than a million and a half at the gate. <laughs> and I guarantee you they have a couple of sponsor matches that they're getting one to two, three million dollars for just one match for like Snickers or Mountain Dew or some shit like that. Yeah. And and yeah, he'll be in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's been in two of them, right? He was in the the uh Pitch Black Ray White's last opponent. Yeah. Yeah. And, Wasn't he in and, some Mountain Dew, the orange yeah, one? That's the one. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but wasn't he in another sponsored match or some crazy shit? Oh, he just Slim Jim. Slim Jim, Slim Jim just happened. I mean, I mean, I don't remember if there was a third, but anyway, um, amazing. Back to you, James. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, <clears throat> speaking of uh, financial uh, stuff, is it uh, time to talk about our first match? Oh, it's weird. We're doing this right after I talk. We didn't even do today's agenda. <laughs> oh. Well, Brad, what is today's agenda? So, uh, Josh um, picked uh, two matches for us today. So, they are Money in the Bank themed matches picked by our good friend Josh Fields. We'll find out a little bit more later in the episode of why he picked these matches. Well, actually, pretty pretty, pretty quick here for one of them. And uh, that's really all today's agenda is, is that our guest picked the matches. <laughs> all right. Well, glad, glad that made the outline. Yeah, <laughs> thank God we went to me on that, huh? <laughs> Well, uh, here comes the money, you know, since we're talking about uh, all that stuff. And uh, what match is it? Oh, it is Money in the Bank ladder match from WrestleMania 23. It took place uh, April 1st, 2007 uh, in Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan. Where am I at here? It had an attendance <laughs> of 80,000. Uh, 103. It had a buy rate of 1.2 million. A match length of 19 minutes and 10 seconds, which has to be after an hour of introductions. <laughs> and uh, Elster gave this one four and a quarter stars. But hey, Josh, why this match? There it is. <laughs> so I picked, I picked this match. This was the first WrestleMania I ever got to go see in person. So this was at Ford Field in Detroit. Took my little brother, drove about four and a half hours up the road from our home in Kentucky to uh, Detroit to see it. It was awesome. At show show was great. Atmosphere was great. It's got one of, in my opinion, one of the most underrated WrestleMania main events ever. If you go back and watch John Cena and Shawn Michaels, damn good match. But this uh, Money in the Bank match was awesome. It had it had a couple uh, pretty epic moments during the match. It's absolutely star-studded when you consider who's in it, and it's the opening match at the first WrestleMania I went to. That's why I chose it. I like it. I like it, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so... Hey, uh, I, I got I a question real quick. Oh, for good. Josh. Thank God, because I forgot I was up. Well, <laughs> you said it was the opening match. Was there any, like, pre-show matches? So, yeah, there was a, there was a, a Lumberjack match in the pre-show, and it was actually Ric Flair and Carlito versus, I want to say... Uh, Shane Helms and Chava Guerrero, I think. Um, that was the... done it all. He's done it all. Pre match, yeah. whatever. Yeah, and it's like Ric Flair on the pre show. What the hell was going on? It was it was an okay match. It was pretty short. It was only like five or six minutes, but still pretty cool to see Ric Flair in a pre show WrestleMania match of all spots. But pretty neat. <laughs> so, Josh, I'm going to come right back to you. So, Money to Bank. 
do you think it should be now it's its own pay-per-view of course it stemmed from wrestlemania but uh do you think it should be it is a now a top four pay-per-view i think you can make the argument i mean it's it's a pretty significant you know it's a pretty significant thing now like i think this was the third money in the bank ladder match that they that they ever put on was it this wrestlemania um it's gotten popular enough that it's warranted its own pay-per-view and it's like i said it's got high enough stakes now that you know it kind of warrants its own event and i'd argue it's got more to you know more to do with it now than survivor series does i didn't make an argument that's creeping up on it as you know one of the big four now they treat I it like a big deal it's without question bigger than survivor series to me I, don't you think i mean does, do you care about survivor series not in a while like this like this no no in the I past two money in the bank pay-per-views have had a uh, roman and that Roman and someone, and then Cena came back at the end of that pay per view, right? Yeah, that was that was in, uh, in it was out of the country. It was, and then uh, this one was what the Bloodline Civil War, wasn't this the yeah, yeah, yeah. Me up. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's one of those high stake views, not just a throwaway one. So, James, I'm going to talk about why a little later, and but I want to ask you now. Who are the announcers? Golly, I did not uh, realize I was going to be in for this doozy <laughs> when uh, this match was picked. But, uh, boy, Brad, I'm glad you asked. And pull out the fucking Rolodex on this one because uh, we have John Bradshaw Layfield. We have Jerry the King Lawler. We have good old JR Jim Ross. We have Taz. We have. Michael Cole and oh my god, we have Joey Styles. Unbelievable, but all right, good job, James. Pull out the all right, Mike, let's talk about Jeff Hardy. He had his entrance here. Mike, is it possible to make Jeff Hardy a heel? No, why is that? He, he's too much of a fan favorite, no matter what he does. I mean, I, I, maybe if he really tried, he could, but back in this time. I don't. I don't think it was possible to turn him heel. I agree. King Booker entrance with Charmel. Devin, how did you like his tights? Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you always ask me these tights questions or something. I'm not sure what his tights were today, to be honest. But uh, I've always loved the King Booker presentation. <laughs> Fit Finley entrance, Adam. Would you have thought he'd be uh, such a big part of the women's division today? Yeah, yeah, he's not the guy I would pick to be behind the whole women's evolution, the women's division. But if you stop and think about it, I mean, who else could be better? Because, I mean, look at everything they've done. Who else could have done a better job than Fit Finley? All right. It's just a great where people find uh, talents they didn't know that they were going to have, right? Or, and he's, or he's doing amazing at it. Like, look at the women's division now. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You know, I mean, that after, after you see what he's done, who else could have done something better? They all look up to him for sure. So then we have CM Punk, great. Uh, Mr. Kennedy entrant. No, I'm kidding. CM Punk entrance, young CM Punk for sure. Uh, Mr. Kennedy entrance. Josh, we have talked very little about him on this show. What's your feelings about Mr. Kennedy? Uh, he's a victim. He's his own worst enemy in the business, from what uh, from what everybody says. Like the guy looked like he was getting shot to the moon, and uh, if you know about the history of this event, you know who wins it. Spoiler alert! But he uh, apparently he pissed off the wrong two top guys in the company, and kind of found his way out of the business. It's pretty pretty shortly after that, he had a little bit of a run in uh, 
impact, but man, he was for a minute, he was, he was hot in that company, man, that microphone coming down, introducing himself like a boxing announcer. And, you know, he just, he was really good. And it's, it's just a shame. He's another one of those. What if guys. Full of charisma for sure. And, and he had it like he had it like the ring work, the mic work, like he had everything there was to become a big superstar. Yeah, for sure. So then we have a Matt Hardy entrance, James, both brothers in the, in the same match. What were your expectations when you see this? Uh, I kind of guess, well, granted I wasn't watching around this time, but, uh, I was assuming that neither one of them were going to win. <laughs> and I, well, I knew there was going to be that one-on-one spot where they, you know, battle each other. They were going to team up at one point and then punch each other at one point and probably not win. That's kind of what I thought. For sure. Randy Orton to coming out to different music. That was uh that was something to see. Then we have Edge's entrance, which is uh always always great to see. Devin, who would you uh who would you have thought was the favorite in this match? Uh honestly, I would have thought Edge. He won it like two years ago, and he like he's the ultimate opportunist. Uh Edge is just uh he's always up there. But I also had a feeling that CM Punk could have been the one. Just they had a lot of hype around him being the first ever person from ECW to be at WrestleMania. Oh, I was just about to ask you that, Devin. Sorry. (laughs) But uh (laughs) so yeah, I just I feel like either one of those two, Edge or CM Punk, was who it seemed to be and who the crowd was honestly behind. Adam, what's your strategy as an in-ring performer for a match like this? (laughs) Don't die. Don't 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 get hit hard away. As yeah. an entering performer, there's, there's really uh, no low strategy to this. I mean, just there's it's eight guys. I mean, how do you strategize with eight people in ladders? <laughs> don't know. I don't it's know. It's insane, man. Everyone's slugging it out early. Finley off the top rope onto everyone. Edge goes for the briefcase, broken up. Orton and Finley fall off the ladder onto their feet. Josh, are you trying to make this difficult for me as someone that is trying to be a stenographer here? How hard is this to cover a match? Uh, when there's a lot of shit going on, it's difficult <laughs> to plot to write it down and you know beat for beat. But yeah, these matches are chaos. <laughs> oh my goodness, Josh! I was like this. <laughs> Welcome. Pause. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> Kennedy pushes Jeff Hardy off the ladder. Then there's a step ladder, and it's, <laughs> it's being used as a weapon. James is. Let me ask you a question about. I'm going to get back to the Hardys with you. Do you think this match is tailor made for them because of their past with it? Well, them and also uh, Edge, because mm-hmm. they made sure to put over. He is undefeated at TLC matches at WrestleMania. He's undefeated in ladder matches or something like that. Like, they made sure to hammer that home on commentary. You know, it's funny, though. I don't think of Edge in ladder matches unless he's with Christian. Not at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you think of the Hardys. In the yeah. ladders and shit. I'm still yeah. looking for the Dudleys right here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, shout out Bully Ray. That's three times last week we talked about him, by the way. Um, <laughs> Kennedy pushes Jeff, Jeff Hardy off the ladder, um, like I said before, because I already read that part. <laughs> Um, Booker T cleaning house and we have CM Punk bleeding very early. Mike, without knowing who, who already won, who would you as a child be rooting for? 
around around this time as a child or around this time because i wasn't a child let's just say you were 12 years old a 12 year old mike huh with his big glass of mountain dew what about randy orton (laughs) why because i mean it's randy orton randy orton was a big time star here he was getting up there i mean he's done i think by then he already won the title a couple times by then Right. I, I mean, I, I, I'd like that answer. Yes. Your I mean, notes. You actually have the words Booker T cleaning the house in your notes. Yeah. That's what I have on mine. Man, I'll tell you. Booker T crazy. cleaning house, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have a spinneroonie by Booker. Side effect by Hardy. Hardy's the Hardys are now working together, and Finley is getting very physical. Very, very physical. Um, Hardy's uh. Hard on the ladder now, and that was a hell of a spot. Kennedy off the top onto the ladder. It looked pretty rough, right, Devin? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely did. But, Adam, how bad does this actually hurt going through ladders like this? I know they're gimmick ladders to a point, but seriously, it's still not a freaking uh, pillow. Well, landing on them is worse than going through them, I promise you. And if you'll listen to that spot, he hit his head on it. He legit hit his head. And then Jeff Hardy comes up behind him and does a swanton and lands <laughs> flat on him. I mean, really? Yeah, it does look it does look pretty ugly when he because you can see him just hit his head and he kind of grabs it and then like, well, gotta lay down. It's just a grown man's gonna jump on me. <laughs> you know? I think they called that the Kenton right here. <laughs> so Devin, it. Devin, we're doing a lot of Fit Finley talk. Who did he face at next year's WrestleMania? So actually, at next year's Mania. At the first match on the show, he would be facing the person who's on commentary, JBL, in a Belfast brawl. Belfast it is. All right. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> the delay Hardy's, laugh is always the best. Parties are Home Depot experts. Okay. Mm. That was a line. Thank both, you, Jim. <laughs> both Hardy's going for the briefcase, fighting it out. Josh, can you believe these two are still doing this today? It's it's unbelievable, man. Like the fact that the fact that Jeff Hardy for the most part has never had like a really, really big injury ever is insane considering all the crazy shit he's done. Do you see Darby Allen making it 30 years down the road? No. <laughs> I just wonder because it's kind of the same idea, isn't it? It it kind of is, but he's also like five, six inches shorter and a lot smaller. But how many times have we seen Darby go down and look hurt and then he just gets up and does it all over again? He's he's very good at going limp when he goes and falls. So maybe that questions, but I don't know. Uh, James, so we touched on this earlier, but you're the announcer guy, so I'm going to ask you: How did you like having all these announcers at once? And second, what do you think Jr. thought of it? I was just about to mention. Uh, I think on one of the next zooms that uh, Jr. is on, I'm going to be like, "Hey, you all, you can play about three man booth. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what about the the six man booth? You know." Uh, I kind of think it had to be a little tricky not to step on each other like all the time. Amazing. Amazing. Because look at us stepping on each other here. I just can't imagine, right? Oh, yeah. And this was during the uh, the brand split, right? So they had Raw. Well, and I would Smack. hope so. <laughs> yeah. And ECW. So. Yeah. And he's got three shows. You had them all. Yeah. So you had all the, all the team's commentary on this match. I thought right. they did amazing. I really did. I thought they did amazing. Like, not, they must have had spots. Oh, they, yeah. Now. You talk now. There's no other way, right? Yeah. I, okay. Well, we kind of, Jr. was the one we're like, in our six like man pointing man. at everybody, like you, 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 because he kind of you know coaches that type of stuff. 
Right. All right. So, Mike, what's your favorite cash in of all time? My favorite cash in. Mm. Baron Corbin. Seth Rollins. <laughs> Austin Theory. <laughs> no, I I think um Seth Rollins. Yeah. He did it at WrestleMania. Um and that night, I mean, that was the same night all three SEAL members were world title. Like they held the world title. The same night. Because wasn't being it was was that not the one? That is no, not I don't that think pay-per-view. So. Roman Roman was not champion. Wasn't there not one where Roman like Dean had it. Roman won and Seth cashed in and got it. It was it was actually a Money in the Bank pay per view that you're talking about. Yeah, the they, it was Seth versus happened, Roman yeah. and Dean won the Money in the Bank. Right, and then he cashed in, and then like he won at that. Yeah, so that was Dean game. cashing in. Yeah, the one that Seth oh, okay. cashed in was after he had the best RKO of all time. Yeah, okay. Seth yeah, cashed in at that WrestleMania. Then the that was very amazing. Next, very next is when him and Dean are going head to head. Okay, so I, I had it mixed up a little bit, but uh, that that's where I was getting at was that one pay per view where all three Shield members had it because of the cash in. I still don't. I don't. I, don't, I still love Dolph Ziggler though. Yeah, I love Ziggler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dolph Ziggler was one. Dolph Ziggler was hot though. And you right? can hear about that in the archives. Most definitely. Yeah, when he came that, out, yeah. that crowd popped big. Definitely. So it was Spear uh, Frenzy. Edge's, boy, Edge's first one was pretty good when Mason Man come to the top of the ramp. Yeah, I feel that like people still didn't know what that was. I feel like they didn't know what it was then, which is what makes that one so special. What about Randy Orton? He hands it to uh, Triple H and ring the bell. Ring. That one, yeah, that was Daniel that Bryan. One, I didn't like that one at all. <laughs> so we have a spear frenzy by Edge. CM Punk leapfrogs the last spear. Very impressive. Punk wearing the ladder. Uh, spear to the ladder by Edge. Knocks down... Yeah, a few people. Devin, is Finley the odd man out here, or was he getting a huge push at the time? Uh, he might seem like the odd man out because he's a little older and he's the brute of them all, but that's just say that. He's playing his role. He's the brute, the badass, the one who's going to keep fighting, and the one who is like comfortable using all of these weapons. Yeah. Adam, I got, a question about I got a question about Finn. And I'm going to go off, off subject a little bit. No Can way. you imagine if Finn in his prime against Sheamus right now. What kind of match that right there would be? I mean, it would be like a match that Sheamus has now. A brutal, a brutal match. Like, yeah, like each other, beat each other, beef on beef. And it would come out from both of them. Yeah, it would be good. Man meat slapping man meat. Man meat it is. So let's get freaking some <laughs> thrill billy in there while we're at it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Adam, how long should a match like this actually be? Well, so that's the thing. When you have eight men, what all, if it's only 10 minutes, what can you do in 10 minutes with eight guys? So you got to go at least 20 to 25 right. with eight guys. And then you got all the people coming down, Stromel interfering, all the other stuff happening um, that you ain't talked about yet. So it's okay. I don't even know if I'm going to. <laughs> so or- <laughs> we know I missed stuff. Orton pushes Edge off the ladder out of the ring. Face first suplex by Jeff Hardy to Orton. Josh, so let's not talk about the actual Money in the Bank pay-per-view itself. Let's not talk about the actual Royal Rumble pay-per-view itself. Let's talk about the matches inside of that. What's better, the Battle Royal match or the ladder match at Money in the Bank? 
Are you asking specifically the Royal Rumble itself, or are you asking I'm, about? The I'm talking about the Royal Rumble, but the, but the, let's not talk about the whole pay per view and your excitement leading up to it. Let's talk about the actual match, the Battle Royal in it, and let's talk about not necessarily the the Money in the Bank pay per view, but the ladder match for the Money in the Bank. Yeah, that's a that's actually a pretty good question because I mean you, you go into a ladder match knowing knowing that it's going to be like a car crash, right? It's just going to be guys just throwing themselves everywhere. You typically get one or two super athletic guys that like to you know fly around and probably go through the ladder at some point, go through a table, do some crazy shit that you know they try to one up each other. But I'm I'm always had a soft spot for the Royal Rumble. I always have the match itself. You know, you never know who's going to show up. It's always the like. Somebody coming back is, you know, who's actually going to win? You think you know, and then, you know, they like to swerve you every once in a while. Sometimes it's the pretty obvious one, but overall, it's, in my opinion, the Royal Rumble is the best match of the year. It's it's a match I look forward to the most every year. Yeah, I know. But the actual match itself sucks. You know what I mean? Like the wrestling, I mean. Like, you know, that's what I'm getting at. It's all about who wins and who's the winner, right? You didn't ask about work rate, Brad. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I have my own ideas in my head. (laughs) I hear voices in them, too. Oh, speaking of. No, never mind. We're not on Crazy Jeff Hardy off the top of the ladder onto Edge. Absolutely incredible. Now, of course, James, this was planned, but is this insanity or what? Well, I do like how on commentary they're like, just grab the briefcase and you win. (laughs) And he turns around like, <laughs> it's like yeah jeff go to jeff yeah. you know jeff go to go to jeff so look at, like, look at that picture right there that's incredible. It's insane oh yeah i bet it hurt i bet edge's uh position i bet that sucked complete ass like just lay on that and like you're gonna take the brunt of being crushed on that ladder and then crushed on the ground like uh, maybe uh maybe jr put a little more uh cheese on his whopper or whatever he says so hmm. that's what that's a good point james he i mean edge gets stretchered out after this mm-hmm. and he does not come back so mike is that a worker or a shoot hmm. it's hard because honestly when he got stretched out i figured he was gonna come back right at the end and be the one that went it so i mean it could just be a way for them to take somebody else out of it just one less person yeah because, I mean, obviously, I don't remember the specifics of the time. You know, I mean, I may have been watching at the time, but it was a long time ago, and I, I don't remember. Go ahead, well, Devin. Isn't this the time Matt and Edge had their beef? Like, their real life heat going on? No, that was a couple years before this, in 2005. You know, but yeah, Edge know, um, would not be the one to win this match, but he would be the one to cash in the briefcase. Go ahead. Right, you, you have something to say? Bag, right? No, I was I was agreeing with Devin. Devin always has the facts. We just speculate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how did he, he, he get the briefcase? And for, and for and for some reference here, this is actually the first eight man Money in the Bank match because the first two were only six. Ah, so they added two guys here. So how? And Brian, he might know this one. How did Ed get the briefcase? Because we know what happened with Mister Kennedy, but. Oh, I know how. But I figured we haven't got to the finish yet. Yeah, let's 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 hold up. So, uh, all right, RKO party by Orton, a trio of them, if you will. <laughs> RKO off the ladder from Orton to Punk, bookend from Booker to Orton. This is extreme, Devin, but like, is it too extreme? Hmm. It's not like you know, extreme like ECW or anything, but it's extreme for the WWE. That's pretty sick. It's it's. 
good moves. It's why did you big why did pops you, off the big weapons? Why did you think CM Punk was gonna win? He just he was over with me at the time. I was a huge CM Punk fan when I was that. I was I was only like ten years old at this time. So shut up. <laughs> I was watching ECW every single week. And CM and Punk he was, was the guy. ECW guy in there, so that would have made a lot of sense for ECW guy yeah. in it. Then turn around and cash in on a WWE title. Yeah, I thought it could have been his way to move on to the other two shows. So we have Hardy and Booker slugging it out. Booker comes out to... Um, um, I'm sorry. Booker comes out, but then he gets an act of chivalry because of Charmel. So what a Southern gentleman, right, Adam? Took me a second to put exactly. that one all together. Exactly. <laughs> I, I love how Booker T saved his life. Matt Hardy was going to give her the twist of fate. JBL oh. was making some awesome comments on commentary during that, too. Going to leave <laughs> it. Check check it out on uh, Peacock or the network, wherever you watch that stuff. There's some twist awesome of, quotes right there. Twist of fate by Hardy to Booker. <laughs> Finley tips the ladder hard, flat on his back, off the ladder. I mean, I mean, it was just unbelievable. Celtic cross onto the ladder to Hardy. Both look hurt. Josh, do you think future participants of the Money in the Bank ladder match are scared after watching this? Probably. I would say they're more scared after seeing what happened to Joey Mercury, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but, I mean, these these uh, these types of matches, so the, to, you know, Adam's point, it sucks getting – it sucks landing on them. So, I mean, you know, you want to be in a high-profile match like that where you can get a championship opportunity, right? If there's stakes in it, you're going to sign up every time. Hornswoggle in the ring now. Climbing the ladder for Fit, Finley, because they're obviously together on this. Kennedy face-to-face -face with Swoggle on the ladder. Swoggle punches Kennedy. Kennedy, Kennedy with Swoggle. The plunge off the top of the ladder. James, how about the crowd? What a bunch of sick fuckers, huh? As God is my witness, he is broken in half. I thought he <laughs> killed that uh, old Dylan right there. Woo! Uh, like quarters, but half a work. <laughs> we do have to mention, like, when Swaggle punched him, huge pop. <laughs> that was hilarious. But yeah, that, that move when he puts him on his shoulders and flips off, I was like, how did he not crush him? Like, I was looking to see the magic when the referees went around to him in the corner because I was like, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> Unbelievable, really. Unbelievable. Oh, man. Finley with a ladder to Kennedy. CM Punk drop kicks the ladder. The crowd behind Punk yet, Mike, or no? Is it like... Are they quite there with him yet? I don't think quite yet, but they're getting close. He's getting up there in it. Yeah. Punk knocks Kennedy off, but Kennedy hits Punk with the ladder. Mr. Kennedy now is up on the top and wins the match. I mean, it kind of abruptly happens to me. I, I thought that it was like I could have used a few more minutes, honestly. But he wins the match <laughs> and gets the money in the bank. Devin, how did this work out for him, though? Did not work out well. Like I said earlier, he would end up losing it to Edge a couple months later, actually. And then Edge would be the one to cash it in and become the champion. Did he lose it in court like Otis? That, I mean, it's the same thing, right? Did we ever get an explanation of why Otis lost that? Because he lost that court case to Miz. I know, but he wasn't hurt or anything, right? No. I, no, think, I, uh, I think Vince McMahon booked himself into a corner like, I want, I want him to win it, the worm. You know, I want him to win it. And then uh, he does, and it's like, well, fuck. <laughs> you know, what do we do now? 
So Rep Adam, we have Jimmy Corderas was the referee in this match. What do you think he thinks of all this? What the fuck, pal? <laughs> I mean, he's a pure, he's a purist like you, shit. right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, it, it, I mean, it's, it's not the first one he's a part of. I bet when it was all first brought up, he was like, "How the hell are we gonna pull this off?" But he always seems like you, a nice guy to me, Adam, but he seems serious. You know, and I just hundred percent, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ain't got. I don't think he's got the uh, sense of humor like Kyoto does. Mm-hmm. But he comes off more more serious, just like um. Uh, WCW ref that does the money bag. Nick Nick Patrick. Yeah, money bag. Nick, yeah, Nick Patrick does. He's he comes off a little bit more serious to me. I'm tell you what, I'm really enjoying his show out of nowhere though. I, he's come a long way since he first started. I, I he's having a good time with Cassio, but yeah, I hear you. I just think Corderas just seems like something that would be kind of like. Well, I mean, I guess you're getting paid, right? <laughs> oh yeah, just to stand there and get ladders out of the way. Shoot, yeah. Pin All right, pay. guys. That's the match. Let me ask you one more question, Josh. What was the feeling in the building when Dr. When Dr. Kennedy, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Kennedy, Mr. Kennedy won? It was a, it was a pretty big pop, man. That uh, that spot that uh, James popped for too with Hornswoggle was probably top two or three pop of the night. Believe it or not, <laughs> that place was losing their shit. It was pretty funny. Little Fans little side note. Love that shit, man. They love that <laughs> right. shit. Yeah, I, I mean, they love the comedy and and he and Hornswoggle's comedy, you know. <laughs> anyway james that'll do it man long one and we got another one ahead of us well uh before we move on i have a i have a question for devin uh devin do you know do you have uh the names of all the participants in that match i do not nope son of a bitch brad do you uh happen to have all the names of the people we just talked about yeah mr kennedy randy orton booker t the hardys um uh, Edge. Is there something I didn't talk about? <laughs> oh, we said eight, 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 eight. The whole CM match. Punk. CM Punk. How many is that? Six. Jeff Hardy. I I got them. Finley. 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 That is eight. The commentators kept saying seven. What are well, we doing? Eight on the pitch, <laughs> We I kept saying you. eight. Commentary kept saying seven. So I just wanted to get a. Yeah, there's eight. I'll be damned. I'll be. Damned. I will be damned. We well, blame gonna... Jim Ross on that one. Let's let's ask Jim Ross. I'll tell you what. <laughs> right. You hey, uh, WrestleMania twenty three. I'll piss him off. I'll say, you know what? You know you screwed up, Mister Ross. Right? <laughs> there was only seven, yeah. or there was eight. eight. It was because Edge was taken out. That's why there was seven. Uh... Um, so, uh, in a match with multiple participants like that, like well over three, do you think you need as many commentators per, <laughs> you know, performers? Pretty much. You had one per person. Have they done that since? I've never seen them do that since. It must have, was that experimental? Well, because they had people through all three brands were in that match. So Yeah, it's, it's a great idea. It was, it was a great idea. An, try. It was also an era when you had... Raw only pay per views, SmackDown only pay per views, that type of thing. Which I hate, by the way. I hate it. So, in that case, would you not like do like one commentary, like person per brand, instead of having everybody on there? Would that I not mean, they, they obviously had their spots to talk. No one talked over each other, so they they did what they had to do, right? I mean, I mean I, they're doing better than what we do. It was do smooth. It was week. very smooth. I mean, let me, let I me can't ask, do it. 
Let me ask you this: would have been would have been more fun if each one of them picked the guy to root for and called commentary that way? <laughs> yes, that would have been awesome. <laughs> oh. right. That'll do it, James. Well, with a match like that, mm-mm, boy, I would love uh, some good food to eat. So, uh, Mike, what you got for us this week on an early edition of Mike's Meat Minute? Happy hour. Happy hour. There we go. (laughs) Today, I am going to do Italian sliders. What you need for this one is a gabagool, 12 pack roll of your King Hawaiian rolls, seven ounces of salami, seven ounces of pastrami. How the hell you say that? Seven ounces of pepperoni. Sandwich size pepperoni, that is. You need some mozzarella cheese, Swiss cheese, and propolone cheese. Mmm, cheese. You need a half a cup of sliced pappuccini peppers, half a cup, or quarter cup of melted butter, one teaspoon of Italian seasoning, and one cup of marinara sauce for dipping or you need some more if you'd like to extra dip then you need some olives and pickles for serving what you want to do is pre preheat your oven to 350 degrees put in a 9 and 13 inch pan put your sliced rolls put the bottom half on the bottom and then you layer it with your salami pastrami pepperoni Evenly across the rolls. Lay your mozzarella, Swiss, and provolone cheese on top of that. Spread your peppuccini peppers over the cheese. Place the top of the rolls on top of it to make your sandwiches. Mix the Italian seasoning into the melted butter and spread that over the rolls. Cover with tin foil and make sure you have a tent. Like, you know, like little perchy thingy so the uh, rolls don't touch the foil. It's Bake thin. for 15 minutes. Do what? Nothing. Oh. Bake for 15 minutes, then uncover and put in for another 10 minutes. Serve with marinara sauce, olives, and pickles. And Damn, that looks good, Mike. really does. does look that, good. Is that your photo, Mike? Like is that, that. Uh, from you making it? Yeah, um, sure. I ma- I made the photo and sent it to Ryan. Hey, you don't have plates like that. <laughs> no. Sorry, go, Why are you wasting three plates? What are you doing? <laughs> Looks like it'd be good for photos. You know, I have these are actually pretty good. They're nice, easy. Like you can do them like you know, have a little get together party, have them on the side. Great for something like that. I love Italian sandwiches. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> and you talk I'd add a little Capricola on that. I'm good. So. I love them. I, they look good. You don't have to get all mad, Mike. No, I'm good. <laughs> because now I can just get drunk for us tonight. Yes, please. Let's just get through the match first. We don't want Mike to have a separate episode inside of the match. <laughs> Josh knows. Yeah. Oh, uh, I have some stories I can tell. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I bet you have stories I don't remember. <laughs> Two words, Mike. Waffle House. That's all I got to say. Yeah, Waffle. thanks, Mike. Thanks, Adam. Yeah, thanks, Adam. <laughs>
You want to go to Walmart? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. Michael Jackson. No. Mike, you're drunk. All you're going to do is pass out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Top guy week and shit right there. Damn right. <laughs> oh, man. Let's keep this uh, rolling on through. So, uh, hey, I'm not joshing you, but uh, huh. <laughs> I guess Josh, uh, you just muted yourself too. Hilarious. Okay. But hey, I guess it's uh, your turn now. So, Josh, what you got for us uh, on your episode, your show? What do I have for us? <laughs> <laughs> you can talk about whatever. I just, uh, Brad uh, comes up with those. Clever yeah. titles, and it always stumps our participants thinking they have to relate. <laughs> but I always make it clear that yeah, that's like, to be that. But then it was always like, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Bober and his bullet points. <laughs> yeah, right, right. He went along with it, yeah, for sure. So there's kind of there's actually kind of a theme in the two matches I picked this week. They're both matches I attended in person right so i've been to hundreds of independent wwe wcw ecw AEW, just all kinds of wrestling shows over the year do you have a favorite match you've ever seen in person let me ask each of you that mm. Mm. favorite match and man it's so hangman page winning the belt no i'm kidding <laughs> i will yeah, say there was a uh, i think we covered it we may have covered it it was a double or nothing 2021 triple threat uh omega orange cassidy and uh fuck me running hawk nobody goes mm-hmm. by an aew yeah uh it, it was low it was like low-key sneaky good i was not really pumped up for that uh main event i hadn't really gotten the orange cassidy like uh thing and after that match i was like that son of a bitch has it figured out <laughs> like when he puts his hands in his pockets, that's when he's the most powerful. Like, it just flipped my whole, like, the entertainment aspect of it really clicked with me. And I thought he was going to beat Omega. Like, hey, the false finishes in that match were excellent. And I was there live. You know, shout out to, uh, uh yeah, I'll just shout out. Uh, it's a lot of people I was there with. Hell, Adam was there. Weren't you there? You were at that pay-per-view, weren't you? Double or nothing. It? Double or nothing 2021. Yeah. Hell yeah, it, was a, it was the first one where they had a full capacity at Daly's place, back. and Hangman opened it. Yeah, I was there. That's when uh, JD was grabbing on me. Shout out. <laughs> so, <laughs> was, that the same, was that the same weekend as uh, Tony Schiavone signed, James, shut up, you're drunk. <laughs> that was that weekend, actually. <laughs> <laughs> James, sit down and shut up. And then a crowd of people just turn and look at me, and I'm like, <laughs> with double fist and beers, like, hey, <laughs> oh, what a lot. Yeah, yeah, that match was sneaky good. The false finishes were awesome, and because uh, I wasn't pumped up going into that match, and I was like, holy fuck, that was amazing. So that'll be uh, it's one of my sneaky. It blew me away. I I gotta go oh. recent because I um. And I, and I look, I've seen a ton, but seeing Alex, just because we had Alex Kane on this show, being in person and seeing him win the championship was just, I mean, was it the most athletic match? Was it the most, uh, you know, there was no high fly, nothing like that. It wasn't like that. It was just, it just meant a lot to me because I would, we had talked to him on this show and to see him come out on top and in that setting at the ECW arena, 2300, whatever, or the whole crowd was behind him and him to choke out Alexander Hammerstone like that. 
was, I mean, it was a moment and I loved it. Mine wasn't probably one of the greatest matches, but it's probably one of the most famous matches. Hulk Hogan came out in the uh, leg drop of Macho Man. <laughs> 96 passes each. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's awesome, Mike, because that, that's right. something you can say that not a lot of people can say, but that is a, a moment in history for sure. Right, and that you know that's the time where I was becoming a wrestling fan. So like, that's one of the reasons why I became a wrestling fan was because of stuff like that. So, um, But yeah, that'd be, I'd say that's my favorite one. I've been a couple of all-outs and a couple other ones here and there, but I think that right there would be my favorite one now. Oh man, uh, one B, uh, the fucking uh, that first uh, all out we went to talk about weekend. The uh, who was it? The Lucha Brothers and uh, the Young Cucks, uh, the yeah, Young Bucks. Oh that, yeah, that cage like, match. That one fuck, was that a was a good match. match. You mean the new AW World Champion? Oh fuck off! Since they just beat FTR. <laughs> My yeah, double submission of all I... things. <laughs> <laughs> But that was an amazing match. And uh, me and Mike were there. We had floor seats. Shout out. And, uh, oh, Man. that was so sick. When they that jumped was really the far away. Dan- <laughs> Daniel Bryan and um, Adam, Adam Cole, Cole showed up. Oh, I mean, awesome. that, was a, that was a great event itself, too. I rewatched that on YouTube. Uh, Adam Cole and Brian Danielson's debuts. And I was like, man, we were right there. Like, yep. turning to the entrance like, oh, my God. And I remember uh, Brian coming out, and I jumped up. And the chairs we had were like bolted into the ground because I was jumping up when uh, Brian came out and I clipped one of the chairs and everybody's standing up. So I just like bust and like uh, lay across a bunch of the chairs and Lauren and uh, Megan shout out like, are you okay? Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, just really happy. And then turned back like, yeah. <laughs> I did because I went to jump up uh... and clipped, the, and clipped the, one of the legs of the chairs and just fell. <laughs> I, know, I went to I went to SummerSlam last year in Nashville, and the Street Profits and the Usos was an amazing tag match. Got out JD, hoop. So that that was amazing just to be there. No, that's awesome. That's another great one. Yeah. I went to uh, SummerSlam 2018 when Roman finally beat Brock Lesnar, but the next night after on Raw, I also went to the Raw and the SmackDown. On Raw, Roman defended his title against Finn Balor. In that match, Braun Strowman threatened to cash in his title, and then the entire Shield reunited and triple powerbomb Braun through the table. And being there live to see the Shield reunite was that was awesome. And Finn Balor's abs, uh, you got to see those in person. True. (laughs) No lie, that dude has like a twenty-seven pack, like (laughs) just stacked like all the way down. Like fuck, dude. He's got like his, zero his body fat. Superstar like, of their own. Me too. They're just hibernating. <laughs> so what's yours, Josh? It, it's actually a match you guys have covered. It's uh, it's the North American title ladder match from uh, Takeover New Orleans. Yeah, I cannot exaggerate. I, I cannot exaggerate when I say that's one of the loudest arena pops I've ever heard in my life during that match. I had, I had a friend that was watching the show text me and said, is it really as loud as it sounds on the live broadcast? That crowd was insane. Popped like crazy when Adam Cole won. It was a hell of a match. Yeah. NXT at that time must have been awesome. Oh, you could shit. see that in the archives. Yeah. And that was like my first question for you in the next match. Huh. <laughs> 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 no, great That's topic, uh, Josh. That was good, man. Thanks. 
And before we get to the next one, I do got one other thing. We had a little contest on Twitter for the kickout crew. And did I win? We had a winner for a t-shirt. It was very hard because so many people did not participate in it. Well, way to sell it, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Out of the thousands of entries we had the And the millions one. watching at home. It was <laughs> our man at the Zip Codes, Ben Jones. Woo! Can't wait to see how much it costs to ship it there. Yeah. yeah. So expect you sure in uh probably two to three months by the time we get to sale. <laughs> <Right. but. laughs> it is we'll on its we'll way. Put it in a bottle and throw it out to sea. <laughs> see if it makes it there. I'll message him right now. Oh, congratulations, Ben Jones. And y'all stay tuned because we may have some more opportunities like that for you to yeah. win a shirt or do something. What thing is something. Ben's probably leaving for work right now. It's a good time to get <laughs> Right. And uh, you can get your shirts at angrylemonade.net. Just search Kickout Crew. That is angrylemonade.net. .net, not org. .net. Search Kickout Crew. Org? It's not the World Wildlife Federation. Org. I hope not. (laughs) Contrary to popular belief of what some people say, it is .net. Yeah, .net. Kind of like Comcast. Go ahead. All right. Well, is it match two time? Mm. Are we have the word topics. Oh shit! Yeah, we do. Sorry, James <laughs> can't, can't read. Uh, so uh, hey, it's time to go to Adam. So uh, Adam, what you got for us this week? All right. So as y'all guys know, I I sort of I riffed. No. And <laughs> Mike sells shirts. <laughs> What a Richard. Go ahead. I'm kidding. Come on, man. Oh, fuck. You may Adam leave. What the hell, Brad? (laughs) Are you or a loved one affected by Brad's comments? You are not alone. (laughs) You may be entitled to compensation. (laughs) What do we got to do to get him to talk again? What do I got to do, Adam? I'm sorry. You got to watch one of his matches on YouTube, he ref. No, you got to shut the fuck up. All right, so Infinity Gauntlet was pro-South Wrestling last weekend. Um, I, I refereed like eight matches that one show. Oh, yeah. So, uh, it's on YouTube, Damn. and I'll be there again this Friday. And Spartan Wrestling Saturday, the next Sunday, next Saturday, New South. And hopefully Mike will see me there. Oh, breaking news. He's talking about, he's talking about coming, hyping it up, so. It's a family affair. And it's at the brewery, too. That means you can't be drinking all of it. Yeah, you can, Mike. Singing River Brewery? (laughs) I hope so. That's the best one. You had Mm -hmm. me at brewery. But we have... This goes back to what James was talking about the other day. We did a show at Spartan this... As we record this past Saturday for um special needs people for the special needs adults. And uh they brought in like four or five different vans of special needs adults and they had a blast. We did four matches. And li- oh, this is the funny part. You know, Spartan Wrestling is a part of a hotel of a part of a not a hotel. 
called Street from a Hotel at a mall in the old movie theater. So they do three matches, intermission, and then main event. So we do the three matches, and then, well, okay, 15-minute intermission. Everybody leaves, goes to the food court for 45 minutes. <laughs> Everybody leaves, goes to the food court for no kidding. 45 minutes, they come back. We did one match. Time to go home. <laughs> so that 15 minute day. intermission turned into 45 <laughs> intermission no kidding every person in that place left and went to the food court we were just literally back there talking to each other waiting for people to come back into the audience because we couldn't do nothing because they were all gone literally every person in the, in the audience was gone to the food court it was so great <laughs> what would you have done if they never came back Oh, we had to get with them following me because it was like 10 in the morning when we did it. So I've been fine either way because I had them eight matches Friday night and three or four more Saturday morning. I came home and crashed that evening. So I've been fine. But uh, like I said, Pro South Wrestling Infinity Gauntlet, it's on um, it's on Pro South's uh, YouTube page. It's episode, wow, episode 644. I didn't realize there was that many. I got some catching but, um, up to do. <laughs> yeah. We got another one. This, as we record, it'll be this Friday. So when this drops, it'll be six days ago. Episode 645, you'll see me on there as well. So, Yeah. I've got 25 matches in already. Jesus. It's a good number. Have you have you had more refing matches than you had wrestling matches yet? It's good close. That's a good question, Devin. I like that. I thought it would be nowhere near it, though. That's <laughs> well. See, I, I, it depends mm-hmm. how many good matches you you talk no, about. No, no. <laughs> yeah, total. <laughs> whenever I was still training, I don't count a lot of them. But uh, right before I started recording, I sent y'all the picture. Cabana man got in touch with a guy uh, in a town about an hour away. Well, me and him did a match, and um, was it slimming slimming them? No, I was. Slim-nium? He was on. He was on there. <laughs> the real Slim Shady. The real Slim, yeah. Stand up, Slim and him. <laughs> but there's the, this guy comes in and just destroys me and him. I have these red pants on. I completely nice. forgot I even wore. You still have the pants? No, God, no! I don't even remember wearing them. <laughs> <laughs> that that has to be a next time. But it was just it was a surprise. He surprised me with it, and it was a good thing. Because I needed something good after all this negative going on here lately. So, um, you know, as far as wrestling goes. Right. So, you know, it was cool to, for him just to pop that on me. Oh, and two, he's doing his rehab, doing so much good, so much better. He's doing real good, doing so much better. He'll be in the ring soon. I'm not going right. to divulge when, but he'll be in the ring pretty soon. So Can't wait for him to take off the boot and put back on the flip-flop. Boot's already off. Flip-flop time! Yeah. It's getting close. I'm not dropping a date, but you'll see. Nice. So, Rolando Perez, watch your ass, buddy. Yeah. He's coming for you. Go ahead. Say it, James. <laughs> Jackass. Nice. Hey, watch his ass. What is it? Two inches off the ground? Fucking that uh, dude. Three with his wrestling boots. What? Better watch your ass. <laughs> that I got to talk to him. <laughs> Wow! Can't wait for him to come. Hey, we can't wait for you to come on. 
Yeah, I know. He'll have to angle his camera way the fuck up. I know that for damn sure. Can't wait for him to meet you in person, James. We had oh. it real close. We've met. Well, we haven't <laughs> met, but I did stand right next to him. Right next and, to him. And you didn't say a Brad single thing like, to hey, him. Hey, Hello, fuck. Braden. Nah, man, nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is this a work or a shoot, what I'm doing in Rolando? I don't know, but I ain't finding that out in person. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, have y'all watched Heels on Stars? The... Yes, I've watched them all. I How need about stars. Dylan McLean being on there a couple of times? One of my friends who's not a wrestling fan has told me, hey, you watch that show Heels? It's fucking awesome. I'm like, you watch it? He's like, yeah, it's awesome. Dylan's on the first episode of season two. He's the blonde with the pink and grayish. Standing Damn. behind the main right. character. I didn't realize it was him. I, do, I saw Brayden Toon on there. Shout out. You, Kick you out crew alumnus. You see Dylan before, Brayden. When's Carmen Michael going to be on? Well, it ain't yet. I'm looking. No, he ain't on there yet. It's coming up, though. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, are you done? Like, what the fuck? Well, I'll have been done sooner <laughs> if you want to cut me off, asshole. <laughs> hey, that's a really cool wrestling show that you guys put on, though. Like, that's for a great cause. I'm like, that's great. Yeah, I mean, because it, uh, it was all voluntary. You know, those guys coming in on a Saturday morning. There was this, and I met, I've, I've met a lot of good guys so far, and um, having a good time, man. I've enjoyed it. That's great. I, I can't wait to read the description of this episode for another statement of uh, you know, Adam's refereeing journey. I can't wait to. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Twenty-four matches and counting. What did the T-shirt salesman say to the ref? It must be episode seventy-two. Oh! <laughs> I do like. I didn't that, know where though. I was going. I didn't know where I was going with it. <laughs> this is seventy-one, according to your outline that you read. I meant next episode. <laughs> I'm talking about this episode. Yeah. Right. Well, speaking so, of not knowing where we're going, bro, I want to know who like... changed Mike and Brad around on the outline. Yeah, you're it's freaking awesome. Yeah, you really screwed us up. Speaking of not knowing where we're going, bro, you know, just keeping the peace, bro. You know what I'm saying? I guess it's time for Devin. So, Devin, what do you have for us this week? That's when I should have changed. All right. So, you should have deleted it and took it right off of there. But it's my topic this week. It's all about sports. I know our buddy Josh Fields is a huge Cincinnati Reds fan, and I'm sure that he's currently in love with Ellie De La Cruz, their young, hot prospect, tearing it up. So, I just want to know. All of the guys, what is one of your favorite sports athletes that you fell in love with the first time you've seen them play? Well, I've said it before. Brie Bella and, and Nikki Bella have always been in <laughs> I fell in love with them immediately and uh, have been in love with them ever since. All right. That's fair. They're both great wrestlers. Yeah, they sure are. Mike, you got one? What was it? I'm sorry, sweet. Oh, fuck. God. I'm sorry. No, Doing a show here, man. Doing a show. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> What's one sports athlete or wrestler that you fell in love with the first time that you seen them play? Alexa Bliss. <laughs> All right. Josh, you got someone for us? <laughs> About to be trending again. <laughs> you going to have me break the chain here? I'll break the chain. All right. Yeah. <laughs> So my, my favorite athlete as a kid was Ken Griffey Jr. Loved him. Loved him his entire career. One of the best days of my sports awesome fan was the day he was traded to the 
was Davis traded the Reds. One of my favorite days as a sports fan. Oh, didn't work awesome out. Awesome video best. game though when he was with the Mariners. Awesome oh, Super yeah. Nintendo game. Griffey Junior Major League Baseball. Weak game. Yep. And I liked how they made uh, McGuire and Canseco look at those games like fucking yacked out. You know, they were hitting so, for the cycle, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so honestly, my real my real answer was uh, you guys probably are way too young. The Rocket Ishmael for Notre Dame. When he oh, first he played playing, for the Cowboys for a little bit. Wow. He was the best I had ever seen do anything. Like he he I never seen anything like it. And then when he signed to the Canadian Football League, we're all like, what? But it was all it was, you know, it was just offered money, kind of like a USFL kind of thing. Like just it was a weird way to go. And I don't think he ever made his way back from that. But dude, he beat what? He played for the Cowboys. He beat the Redskins in a uh he there was, was an good. overtime game. I just never felt he reached greatness. Uh, there was I an overtime game, would. and Troy just bombs it. And Rocket mm-hmm. is burning this dude. I don't know who the DB was. And, uh, but, yeah, one in an overtime. I'll always remember that game. Yeah, he yeah. was a tremendous he said, Rocket athlete. the Rocket, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yeah. His brother yeah. played for the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, his brother, too. Yeah, for sure. A couple of great athletes, for sure. I think I go with the greatest Michael Jordan. Hmm. I mean, because I remember watching Space Jam, and I was like, are you kidding me? Hit him high. <laughs> what Hit a golfer, huh? What a great golfer. This dude gets to play with Bugs movie. Bunny and everybody. Are you kidding yeah. me? So that got me. Yeah, he played baseball, golf, and, and basketball. In that no, show. he tried to play baseball. <laughs> I got to see yeah. that in person. Uh, I like uh, – it had to be either Tim Duncan or Dirk Nowitzki. Because I remember seeing them, and I was like, man, these dudes are fucking odd. Timmy D, for sure. I mean, I'm a Spurs fan. Love Tim Duncan. I think he was uh, amazing. But Dirk was too. David and Robinson. Dirk was really awesome. Yeah, right, they're all great. Mine, uh, I, I think mine, honestly, right now is the starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, Brock Purdy. You didn't even buy. He went from. Well, here's the thing, though. He went from Mr. That's when I first seen starting him. Starting the next season. That's pretty damn impressive. But uh, you didn't even know his ass. I remember. At Iowa State, that son of a bitch, because <laughs> he got Iowa State ranked, like ranked in the top ten. But uh, they're like the doormat of the Big Twelve for a long time. Hey, by the way, how do you do in Brock the Purdy NFC for a while? Game. What's that? How do you do in the NFC Championship game this year? Uh, have probably as good as you did in the Super Bowl. So uh, eat shit. What? Mm. What? Lost by two? <laughs> hey, okay. Uh, do they give out participation trophies or is an L and L? I don't know. Did you make the playoffs? Yeah. <laughs> We did I make lost. the play. Yeah, they lost, we lost the to the Niners. <laughs> Stetson Bennett showing out for the Rams. I mean, I just got to point that out. Stetson, we, uh, we lined up Ezekiel Elliott at center. Do you that remember is cool. this? Full <laughs> oh. well, well, strategy, all right, all right, just, Let's see how that pays out. Okay. I thought that'd be a fun topic to Cooper, our guest here. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It makes me want to fumble Don't you go right into the demographic now? Isn't that the rule? Oh, I can. Yeah, my Devin's demographic. Let me that. My Devin's demographic of the week is watch payback this weekend, guys. It's, it's gonna be pretty awesome. I'll be there. Me and uh, shout out Mike Bober, friend of the show. Shout out JB oh. Games, friend of the show. Both uh, ex uh, guest, so kickout crew alumnus, and I'll be with Hell uh, yeah. my neighbor and friend uh, Brandon, and we will be in. Section something, we won't be on camera. So look for us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like section 105. I don't remember what it is. 
So yeah. for my demographic, see if you can area. find James. I'll holler at James. That's great. Demographics done. If you well, find well, James. I paid more for my Pittsburgh ticket than that $200 flash sale. If you tweet a screenshot of James on payback, you will get a t-shirt. Mike will buy you a t-shirt. <laughs> t-shirt. Yeah, I like how Mike is just like over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> t-shirt. T-shirt. Yeah. All right, back to you, James. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, is it a uh... boy? I'm glad I can finally see this one uh, coming ahead because I skipped uh, the last part on the uh, outline, but looks like it's time for match two. And what is match two? Well, it is a... It is John Cena versus Kevin Owens. It took place at Money in the Bank 2015 on January 14th. 2015 from the nationwide arena in Columbus, Ohio. It had an attendance of 15,277. It had a match length of 19 minutes and 14 seconds. And Meltzer gave this one four and a half stars, which is very good for a cover band wrestler. And I will get to a lot of that during this match. So, uh, but hey, Josh, why this match? Oh man, for uh, for a number of reasons. One, stick with the theme. It's a match I saw in person. Uh, great match. Um, Kevin Owens, one of my favorite indie wrestlers, finally busting out in NXT, finally getting caught up to the main, and they throw him right to the wolves with John Cena. This is the second match of their uh, their trilogy. It's one Boy, of I, I, did you NXT. see that upset on Raw? I didn't see that one coming. Hey. No, it was, it was great. It was right in the middle of those uh, open challenges, and he answered it. Beat the dog shit out of him. It's a pretty good feud, man. Great way to put him on main. Great answer. Look at these guys, huh? A couple of handsome fellas here. Josh, uh, so Kevin Owens' entrance to cheers, and he's obviously going to try to be a heel here, but why is he getting cheered? Honestly, I've always felt like he's a guy that, you know, a lot of wrestling fans can relate to. He looks like one of us. I mean, he's not your he's not your six pack wrestler. He's he looks like he, you know, enjoys a few hot dogs and hamburgers on the weekends, but he can still get there and kick ass and fly around with some of the best of them. And he's just always had a badass, you know, presented like a badass the prize fighter gimmick here. It's it's great. A lot of people can relate to it. Anybody on the AEW side you would compare him to with that kind of physique and that kind of attitude? I mean, I'd, I'd say without the submission style, maybe Samoa Joe built kind of similar to okay. it. I was thinking maybe even an Eddie Kingston. Could be. Yeah. Got out. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did get Eddie's cheers. I want to mention this was the uh, John Cena sucks like era, you know? So yeah. he probably got cheers just because he was fighting John Cena. Sorry, I put you on a spot there, Josh. I I, I do that here and there. Love it. <laughs> Devin, yes, he does. How do you like the NXT champ, Devin? How do you like the NXT champion doing something like this in one of the main shows from the, uh, well, I guess it was at the time, not as much of a developmental show, but it still is the developmental show. But here he is, the NXT champion on this show. I, I just think it's 
completely rare. Like, uh, you don't ever see that with uh, WWE. The NXT champion would always lose their title in order to get called up to the main two rosters. Kevin Owens was still the NXT champion. And like Josh said, answered John Cena's U.S. Open Challenge. It was. I thought it was awesome. It was, it really was. It was just. It was unique. It wasn't surprising. John Cena had a lot to do with it. Yeah. Uh, what did What did y'all think about the NXT title at the time? Like the look of this. I hated was, that title. What? It was a big stupid X. I it's didn't think NXT. It I, I hated the belt. I just. I like this. I like this version because it was different. So, Adam, how much faith does WWE have in Kevin Owens to put him in this spot so fast? Shit. If if you have John Cena's praise and then you have the praise of the boss to go out I there do. on Monday Night Raw first, and then you go out here on one of the newer pay-per-views, yeah, you, you put a lot of trust in somebody here. So John Cena is the U.S. champ, and he comes out to absolute booze. Some cheers, but really a lot of booze. Mike, are you cheering or booing in this situation? Uh, I'm booing him like I am Goldberg. You tr- you put him on the same level as Goldberg? No, fuck no. So why do <laughs> no. you say that? I'm saying I'm booing him like Goldberg. Just because I think they um they try to, and it's almost like same thing with Goldberg. They try to <sighs> shove him like shove him down your throat. You know, I'm not I'm not down for that. Like I I want. The people like somebody I want to like. I don't want you to make me like somebody. Did they shove him down our throat or did he get over and then he just kept staying on top? No, they shoved him down your throat. I, I don't know. Just I like they did with Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns did not get open until they turned heel. He got over first though and then he got booed. Not like Roman Reigns who got booed from the, the get-go, right? Yeah, I mean... But then they kept going and going and going and going and going. I agree. He was on top too long. Okay. Yeah, but they didn't have anybody else to replace him. I mean, anytime they try to push somebody. No, they did. Like, like around this, like, they had Randy Orton. They had. They pushed him plenty. Okay. There. Yeah, they pushed Randy Orton plenty. <laughs> I agree just... with Adam, though. But, uh, yeah. Everybody, they tried to push up to the tippy. I'm not saying like Orton or them, but everybody else, they tried to push up to the tippy top. For I saw John Cena wasn't there. So. I saw John Cena put over King Tensai. That's what I'm saying. And then or everybody they brought up to the plate struck out. Like well, like Adam's saying, yeah, they brought people up. Hell, hell, great Khalid pin taker clean. Didn't work. <laughs> you know, like no. so they brought people up and it just didn't work. So that's why they went back to old faithful and old uh, yeah, Juanito exactly. Cena. Old faithful. They, they keep going back, and I they I see that with that Brock Lesnar now, but. Uh, they did it with Jamie, Brock Lesnar for about four years straight I mean, on the belt. Every every time you you didn't want him, but there he was. Uh, yeah, uh, he, he shows up. He shows up at, regardless. Yeah, he shows up at the random time, and boom, he's over. Yep, it's true. And depends on who's in the ring, whether he's a heel or face. That's true. He can come out this week, be a heel, and next week be a face. Give me five bad Cena matches. Man, let's hey, keep it going, keep it going. Yeah, made Titus O'Neil look good. Cena never had a bad match. She was one of the. I bad agree. Matches. I agree with that. I just think they. Hey, we're already at there. this much. Hey, let's randomly talk about other shit. <laughs> and he's been watching it. James, <laughs> who are the <laughs> announcers? James, announcers. Man, I'm glad you asked, Brad. 
It is, uh, from what I gathered, it is Michael Cole, <laughs> John Bradshaw Layfield, and Jerry the King Lawler. I think moving forward, I may just wait till the picture pops up and just say that. That's so awesome. Josh, you you were in the crowd. Who were you cheering for out of these two competitors? Hard, hardcore Kevin Owens, man. Hardcore oh, Kevin yeah? Owens. Big fan. Kevin, huh? Hey, everybody loves the cover bands. Did anybody else see John Cena? <laughs> Get when through Johnson the moves. Run, when Get he ran the moves. to the when he ran to the ring, he slid his belt to Kyoto. Kyoto, in one slick move, grabs it, tosses it back to um, right back to um, what's whatever his damn name is, Cena. Yeah, did Johnny ask him? I'm trying to watch the match while we're talking. About and it. then he holds it up <laughs> backwards. I like how he holds it up like he's facing uh, the other way. But the belt is facing the hurricane. I kind of like that. I thought it was cool. He slides and killed and killed a boom right back to Cena like in one swift motion. It was so badass. Devin, how many and, big matches has Mike Kyoto been a part of? God, too um, many to count. Oh, my gosh. Between The and, Rock and Hogan, their stare-off between John Cena and Randy Orton's SummerSlam class matchup. Like, there's just so many, like... Like Adam said, any big match you can think of in the past 20 years has been Mike Kyoto or Charles Robinson. I think we even had a uh, very special person in the audience in this one. Yeah, Josh yeah, Fields. Josh Fields. God damn right. Uh, I'm here. I'm here we now. We had another one, too. We had another we, one, too. Uh, the reason Ooh, we all pay to be each other's yeah. friends. Mike, you got our <laughs> attention, pal. What is it? Conrad Thompson. There it is. True. Cool. Yeah, the Podfather. Adam did get you in the group messages, but I guess y'all miss out. Adam, uh, Cena has to be behind this big push of Owens, right? I know you kind of mentioned this earlier. Oh, yeah. Great. So fight. <laughs> fight. Oh, no, my stuff. I love it. <laughs> fight Owens, fight Chance. Mike, do you think Goldberg should have been the special guest enforcer? Oh, fuck Goldberg. <laughs> I don't want to see Mike Tyson as the enforcer. Shoulder tackle by Cena, both men jawing. James, I know you're a big Stone Cold fan, and Correct. there will only be one Stone Cold, but is Kevin Owens as close as the WWE has come since? Ooh. What in the – what does that mean? No. Do you just spew – words fall out of your mouth like shit from my ass. What the, the hell does that mean? I'm pretty sure it's pretty self-explanatory. You can say No. That. It's a, it's so, a big-time no. So he's an anti-hero. He got over as an anti-hero. He gives the stunner. He got people over. Love, people love. He got him. over with who? Y'all. Um, I, I, I don't know if you're listening. I listened to the crowd reaction. Apparently, Josh Fields was part Is of it. Is that because they of uh, anti-Cena? Is it or isn't it? Or you still hear it today? He's never really changed his character. Yeah, or any. He hasn't come up with any of his own moves either. What about that front flip in the corner? What about the pop-up power bomb? Oh, Batista bomb? Crazy, great stuff. <laughs> anyway, shoulder yeah, tackle. Yeah, he's the best. Not a fan. Whatever. I don't drink tackle. the Kool-Aid on the Kevin Steen. They locked up. Shoulder tackle by Owens. Crowd clearly behind. Shoulder Kevin. tackle? Oh, like the Cena-style thing? Crazy. NXT, NXT chance. Josh, are you a big NXT fan? I love NXT. Been an NXT fan since I saw it on the network. It's... Yeah. Do you like I mean, it? 
did you mind when it changed it up a little bit and then went back or were you upset when they went to the uh the different colors and different uh format i can appreciate that they kind of tried to make wholesale changes right off the bat just shock and all right so they they took everything that was you know the black and gold brand if you're going to do a hard rebrand start with all the young kids and start over again i'm fine do you think it was a mistake? Then, they, then they started slowly mixing in the veterans and, right it's kind of it's kind of leveled out, but I was cool with it. I'm like, hey, show me a bunch of people nobody's ever seen before. Let's, Rumor let's has see it these been. guys who are going to be stars in like five years. Right. What was that, James? Oh, I said rumor has it Becky's going to make an appearance there uh, coming up. Great, I love it. Owen's beating Cena. They're brawling. Let's go, Cena. Cena sucks. Josh, another quick question. When I was in Philadelphia, the same people were saying both things. Is that the case here? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, what it's, a bunch of bullshit, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So leapfrog by Cena, hard clothesline by Cena. Michael Cole says that Kevin Owens has had nose problems from those of you who follow his career. So I wanted to ask you, James, how did you like that little comment? Uh, well, the fact that uh, Kevin kind of sold it and like grabbed his nose and stuff like that. And then uh, the because a fan that wasn't watching like myself i didn't know he had nasal issues and all that stuff so when he grabs his nose and michael cole's like oh yeah uh, those problems dating back to his uh nxt above all this stuff it added a little context and as we all know context is king Devin, why were people chanting for nxt why is there so many diehard nxt fans here uh i think it's the movement at the time there was no AEW, so all the current AEW fans were kind of fully enthralled in that NXT black and gold era, yeah, at least in my opinion. NXT was that, like, uh, if you were a diehard fan, that was your show. Right. And, and he was fighting Cena. And this was, yeah, their guy fighting the WWE's yeah. guy. See, KO had just beat Sami Zayn for the title. So that's back when Sami Zayn was big. Um, Baron Corbin was getting a good push back then. I mean, they had killers back then in NXT, man. That was awesome. Drop kick by Owens. Senton. Kick out Cena. Owens with a rear clutch. Drop kick Senton. by Senton. Who did the Senton? Owens. Cena. Oh, uh, did I? <laughs> Drop kick by Cena. Very nice. Shoulder tackle. Cena going into his normal repertoire. Adam. Don't all wrestlers play the hits? How come Cena gets such shit for it? I know it's crazy because Hogan had the three moves: the, you know, the the punches, the no, the leg drop, the power slam, and that was it. For I mean, it's, years. Uh, it's, so did uh, we talk about this all the time? So did Ric Flair, and, and so did Goldberg, Spear, Jackhammer, <laughs> Jesus, all the Spirit. all the great all the greats, right, Mike? <laughs> it's really it been on top for 20 years it wouldn't have been a big deal Jack isn't Cameron. it really only people now on that don't I mean isn't it really only people now, wrestlers now that don't do it as much I mean didn't they always do it back in the day I I mean uh, didn't Rock and do it <laughs> Seth kind of does it you got uh, your curb yeah. stomp you got, all uh, the big stars do pedigree bomb. you get comfortable with your 5 to 10 moves and then replay those every single week so now we got yeah, Owen. If you a match in between those five and ten moves, then you're good. Owens counters doing all of Cena's moves here. I I'll be it. damned. I will be damned. He does. You can't see me. And then he actually hits the five knuckle 
shuffle. Are you saying he copied someone else's moves? I will be fuck. Wow. Did you love the arrogance here, Devin? I absolutely loved it. He'd already beaten John Cena one time. He was coming out to prove he could do it again. And this Josh. time he was going to do it with John Cena's moves. Josh, were people in the crowd saying play Freebird? So Kevin Owens is about to do the AA, but Cena counters it. Mike, do you think they should have let him hit the, C- the AA here? Uh, Owens? Of course. Yeah, might as well. Fucking did everything else. My they don't have him hit the rock bottom. Have him hit everything. Fuck it. Not this early. I don't think it should have Open it up. STF by Cena. Owens counter. Cena reverse something. I mean, they didn't have a name for it. It was something different over his head. There it is. What grown man strength is what that was. That was a grown man strength. What is, what is it, Adam? Reverse suplex. I kind of. I, I Really? That's what kind it, of. That's exactly what it is. It's a back Oh, okay, it was grown man strength uh, by John Cena because, uh, like we've mentioned, KO's a big old boy, and he, that's some grown man strength lifting him up and flipping him like that. That's just that's one thing you got to give John Cena. He has his fucking strength. Well, yeah, the, right. that was the, that was the, what I was getting to here. Josh, love the love or hate Cena. You can't argue with the strength and physicality and how impressive he is, right? Oh, absolutely. Look, look, we 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 joke around about Cena, like you know, Cena sucks. Let's go, Cena. Cena's considered an all-time great. He really is, and the dude's just got freakish strength. Like it's ridiculous. Like we, you've seen when he lifted Big Show and Edge at the same time. That's fucking impressive, right? Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Big Show. Remember when Madcap blew his knee out trying to lift up two people? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was Boogs. That was Rick Boogs. Or Boogs. Yeah, my bad. Yeah. Boogs. James, yeah, that I can't was believe him Shinsuke. I'm about to ask this because of the way you've been acting through this whole match. Can't wait. But there's a, basically a code breaker by, <laughs> by Owens. James, he stole that right from Jericho's repertoire, right? I'll be damned. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, dude, the minute he, uh, Hey, I mean, I understand wrestling, like everybody copies everybody's moves and all this stuff, but pretty much when that son of a bitch did the stunner, I was done with him. I mean, like, I cannot believe. But yeah, it is kind of funny Josh, I swear. Now. It's kind of funny how it's all everybody else's moves, huh? <laughs> I told you. He's that. like today's Eugene. Like Eugene took everybody's moves and did it. Well, Eugene yeah. did it as a gimmick. So, though. Yeah. It's funny when he it was did a gimmick. So it are you? Gimm- <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave that topic alone where it's at. But Eugene is Kevin Owens, and I'm going with that. Brad, keep continue. So now Cena is about to do the five knuckle shuffle, and it comes to absolute booze again. You can't see me now. A suplex by Owens. Cannonball by Owens. Adam, obviously Owens isn't what most of us pictured as a top guy wrestler, but how in the world did he overcome this? Copying everybody's moves. Oh, is that right, Adam? <laughs> just, just being able to last 20 minutes in the match with the top with these top guys. I mean, like I said, he just had a banger with Sami Zayn. I mean, he he come in and just kind of took over. So we have we have Owens off the top rope and then cena gets the knees up i'm telling you he got the knees up just in time mike how perfect does this have to be how dangerous does this look to you crickets oh now he's Very. not it, it oh. wasn't that bad because the way <laughs> the way that um kevin owens come off the ropes he already over rotated enough to cover himself ah look great though man it really oh, looked real good it looked perfect so, I do want to point out real quick, in this picture that you can currently see, there is a sign that says, thank you, Dusty. At the beginning of this Money in the Bank, 
they did a tribute to Dusty Rhodes who had I just passed away. I did see that. Um, when I was getting everything started, that is that was good to see. I do have a question. Y'all watched the product back then. Uh, there was a sign that said "The Cena, the." What the fuck did that mean? I don't know, but I was watching then, and I don't because okay, I was like, I gotta ask the guys what the hell this means. There's no. a picture in the crowd that says, "Hey, hey, Dirk." I mean, I, I don't know. Well, maybe it's just the Cena, the. Mike. That's true. That is weird. Uh, I like the ones that say, "Hi, mom." It's just like, is your mom really watching? But that makes sense. Hi, mom you? is like a statement. The Cena, the. <laughs> what does it mean? No I get sense. it. Yeah. What does it yeah. mean? So, Cena puts Owens on his shoulders, drops Owens face first. Devin, for not having many matches, how incredibly, uh, like, in sync are these two? Uh, very in sync. They had chemistry, like, right off the bat, I thought. Uh, they didn't really have any, like, botches, per se. It was really fluid. <laughs> it, was, it was a really good match. Double A by Cena. Owens powers out. Cena arguing with Kyoto. Adam, what what would you have done in this situation if, if Cena got in your face? Well, see, this is very uncharacteristic of Cena. It is. So I think the way Kyoto handled it, because he's, you know, babyface, the fact that he kind of gave it back to him, I like how he did that, because if it would have been Kevin Owens, I think Mike Kyoto has the cowl down a little bit, because he's the heel. So when the babyface does it, he knows that he's okay. So the fact that Kyoto says, hey, I'm the ref right here, you know, he pointed towards the towards his shirt, and, you know, and he kept saying, two, two. I just like how Kyoto handles business in the ring. Oh. Spinning power. Go ahead. There was a count. I don't know if it was this one, but I wanted to ask uh, Adam. So a lot of people say sometimes the tell on a false finish or a kickout is uh, the person who's being pinned, their eyes are open and they're kind of watching the ref. Yeah. There's a couple of false finishes here. Cena has his eyes closed and just goes with it and kicks out. Like uh, I, I, as a fan, after, you know, a lot of people say that shit on the podcast, I don't watch for it. But if I notice it, I'm like, oh, he's kicking out. But uh, the fact that Cena had his eyes closed on a bunch of these false finishes, uh, you know, as an in-ring performer, what do you think about that? Well, I, I love that. It just shows the professionalism of John Cena and the fact that he's comfortable with Mike Kyoto. If you'll watch a lot of Cena's matches, he asked yep. for Kyoto. Yep. So it's, it's about the count, like, right? It's about the slow, It's about the, 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 the speed of the count, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's all about the, you know, the rhythm. Mm-hmm. So it's just like with uh, Kurt Angle always ask for uh, – Kyoto. I mean, not for Kyoto, but um, Baby Hebner. Yeah. Yeah. So, Speed of the count. Uh, it's an unbelievable trust, right? Exactly. Yeah. Because, Man. I mean, because John Cena gets it pretty close on a couple of these. That's yeah. a very good question, James. That was really good. So, power a spinning power bomb to Cena. And this seems like a whole new arsenal of moves to me from Cena at times. Like, I feel like he's always upping his game. New moves? Uh, yeah. Kind of crazy. Top guys do that? I, I just think he's always improving. Kick to the face. Um, Josh, did this match steal the show for you? Yeah, 100% did. It was, def- it was definitely a match of the night that night. Uh, crowd was super into it, super hot for it. I mean, you get multiple this is awesome chance at that point. You know, say what you will, say what you will about that chant. You can take it or leave it at this point. But it, it, it just tells that, you know, everybody in the arena was into it. Cena with a Tornado DDT off the top. Uh, like I like I keep saying, I, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but he just seems like he's just always improving. But Cena misses a, 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 like pretty badly off the top rope here. So it was, you know, a little choreographed there. But backdrop, uh, backdrop to powerbomb Cena. Kick out at two. Now, Mike, 
is Cena winning over the crowd at this point a little bit? Because it seems like he's just so impressive with the moves. Does the crowd seem to be like winning, coming back to him? Or do you still think they're all firmly for Kevin Owens? I think they're all for Kevin Owens. Yeah. Was just I mean, Josh was there. He's shaking his he head. Is, <laughs> Cena's having a good match. Like he's showing what he can do in this. But Kevin Owens is also showing he's hanging out with like he's hanging with the top guy of WWE, and he's doing it in this match. So let Josh, me, what are we gonna say? Let me let me speak on this a little bit. So if you if you think about the totality of their feud, right? So the first match, this this new guy Kevin Owens comes up and he beats John Cena in his first pay per view match. This is match number two now. So he already knows that he can beat John Cena, right? So now Cena's trying his damnedest to prove that it was a fluke. So you got Cena trying to hit him with his whole ars- his whole arsenal that everybody thinks of at this point, and it's not beating him. So now he's got to, in my opinion, the story of the match, he's got to dig a little deeper, pull out some some new things out of his arsenal that we may not have seen him because he's starting to get a little desperate. And you kind of see it the way that. he interacts with Kyoto at that point. It's he a story being told, right? Story being yeah, told. He starts, he starts when he throwing out shit you never seen. Especially yeah. when he kicks out of the, the AA, when he kicks out the first time, you can yeah. see Cena getting aggravated. Moonsault mm-hmm. by Owens off the top misses. Cena with the AA kick out by Owens. Devin, this is two AAs now with the kick out. Is that too many? Uh, no, I don't think so. You see it all the time. Sometimes, uh, like Cody Rhodes' most recent victory over Brock Lesnar, it sometimes it takes three. He gotcha. was a champion right here too. Kevin Owens counters Cena off the top rope. Is this uh, this is that is was an awesome, awesome move? God, what, damn, that was good. That, holy shit, James! Never seen a- that before. Who executed that? Move? This is awesome, Chance and James. Is it awesome or too many spots? And you just said it. That is unreal. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty <laughs> sick because. Well, the thing is, like, uh, too many spots is kind of like none of them really sink in. But this counter was like, whoa, uh, like you know, that's a that's a big old boys up there, you know. So that counter was, uh, and then there's a move coming up that you're just like, whoa, because that's What's two the name big of that old boys. Move, and even even for Cena to take this move, like that's a dangerous move right there. Yeah. So for Cena to trust, you know, Kevin Owens to do it. That means a lot. Go ahead, Adam. It's a twisting avalanche fisherman suit. Did you really think I was going to say that? I don't know. Commentary, they didn't even say that. Oh, they they like, if I don't write it down, they didn't say it. That's yeah, bigger, they say like big or what? A big counter suplex or some shit like yeah, that. Counter. That's what I wrote here. I wrote <laughs> counter. I actually just wrote counter. Yeah. <laughs> on the top rope. I think he says like big counter suplex or something i you know guys don't do i rewind this shit re, like hit that 10 seconds back and like nope nope we're gonna just write what i think all right so ST, stf by cena owens gets to the rope cena a little a little bit of awkwardness here but that's okay now here we go a canadian destroyer by cena right no mm. yes what was no. it called what is what is that move no. called it's a sunset that's a code red Code red, code red. That's not a move we see all the time at this time, though, right? Not at this point, no. Not in 2015. I'm sorry, I messed up the name destroyer for code red. I meant that code red. So, hey, so here's well, because Devin well, said that new not... to that audience, Josh, is what I was going to ask you. The funny thing is, me and Cabana man did this in our matches in 2004. Get the fuck out of here. I ask him. <laughs> he, he did it to me all the time. Well, we can have tape. Do we have tape of that? 
<laughs> call him. I'll call him right now. Yeah, go call ahead, him Josh. right now. Go ahead, Josh. What's what's going on? What was the question? I don't know. Were you, you going to say something first, James? I'm well, sorry. Well, it was uh, – so, David earlier said, like, uh, not many botches in this match. And I kind of laughed because I was thinking about this spot. But it, but was this a botch or was this just two big-ass dudes? And, yeah, you're going to, like, try to lift him up. He's going to fight it. Yeah, you're going to bounce off the rope. And then, like, oh, I got you. And then, uh, boom, no, you don't. Hey, you know, like, the flip, like, is that a considered little... a botch or is that considered part of the storytelling in the match? however you want to spin it right but i mean it looked like his <laughs> momentum was carrying him and he was going to fall on yeah yeah oh yeah awkward, it did look like because but... he did like whoa and put his hands down but and and if you if you listen for the crowd even when he hits it we still pop for it because it's like oh shit what the hell is cena busting out now the crowd like, pops humongous for this yeah, that's why i just like... wrote here so th- this is i'm one over at this point i'm i did oh, watch yeah. this match live but i'm telling you what i'm really having a good time watching this so like i said this was new to this audience to me pop-up powerbomb now kick from uh, Owens, kick out by Cena, and the crowd is freaking on fire. They are on fire. Adam, Owens is getting a lot of help from Cena, but is he making himself here as well? Oh, yeah, because, I mean, he's, for a big guy, he's in amazing shape. We're 20 minutes into the match, and he's step for step with Cena. Yeah, look, he's he's not he's not a fit, he's not like a freaking Finn Balor with abs or anything like that, but the yeah. guy's in shape. You he's know, in there's ring a, shape, 100% yeah, in ring shape. shape. Yeah. So Owens and he's punching- jumped off a lot of shit in his life. Yeah. <laughs> Owens punching Cena. Cena with a cutter off the off the rope into board. Springboard. The, the Cody cutter. The Cody it was cutter. A stoner. It, that's what a cutter is. No, a cutter's when you go all the way down on your back. A stoner's you when you go to your butt. Get the fuck out of here. It's a cutter. He tried. All right. Anyway, into the AA for the one, two, three. Win, Devin. Fantastic match. There are die art Hoens fans though in the crowd. What are they doing right now, Brad? They're honestly not booing. What they're is, clapping what are they doing? and going. Damn, good match. They're clapping, they saying, "They are good job, They've Cena." Cena's number one fan. When's number three coming? The Cena the. So, Mike, at this the time, Cena. is Cena the best U.S. champ under the WWE umbrella? Uh, I can't say he's the best, but he definitely brought the title up more. Like made the title mean more. Elevated it for sure. Owens on his on the Owens on his feet now. They are face to face. Owens and Cena. Cena saying something to him, which I'm sure is real shit. Okay, hand you know hands Owens his uh, NXT belt. Champion to champion, they shake hands. Owens kicks Cena. The crowd fucking loves Hang it. Hang on, Cena. Cena's telling Owens, "You deserve to be right here." I know what he was. Deserve. I know. Yeah. Owens. The crowd loves it though. Power bomb onto the apron, and he's still not a heel for this crowd. They love it. Owens leaves with both belts. Conrad, right there. By the way, there's Conrad. Yeah, there he is right there. there, there. Yeah. yeah. And that is not Megan Flair either. Yeah. So what? <laughs> boy, Adam. So. <laughs> So Adam, or was the thank you real? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because I mean, Cena had probably sixty forty here, saying, "Hey, look, this dude. I think I can have a good match with this guy." Because Cena's known for being at NXT and talking to the guys, meeting them, doing what he can to help out. So I guarantee you had a lot to do with this. Right. So I, I, I guarantee it was hundred percent. Now, hey, you deserve it, man. Thank you. You deserve to be here. All that. 
Before we continue, though, uh, and it, and also this kind of thing reverts back to what we said earlier. A lot of Cena's opponents weren't able to take that next step. A lot of people knew, hey, Kevin Owens, he can be like that next step, like opponent for Cena. So I think it. Uh, I think uh, Cena even was like, we can do this again, <laughs> you know. And James, as much as you don't like Kevin Owens, who else feels that way about about Kevin Owens? Someone you like? A lot of. Uh, Here's the thing. I'm not doubting his talent. I just, you know, make fun of the cover band stuff. But he's he so is cool. he is also another one of the go-to guys now. Yeah, Kevin yes. Owens is one of the go-to guys for a lot of these feuds that people need to have. Yeah, and like, you know, I I, I him and Miz are very different wrestlers, of course, but the Miz is a go-to guy. Yeah. You know, you know, and um, but I mean still he's won one match this whole year, and every time he walks out, he's uh, still over. Like he just lost to Hikira Tozawa. <laughs> and that was his first win in I think like over a year or something like that. And it's not going to affect Miz whatsoever. No, it doesn't all. matter. Dude's uh, lost so- thirty three matches this year. Ain't affected mm-hmm. him once. When so Tazawa t- said, "Yeah, oh my, I popped." Uh, <laughs> I lost it. I freaking lost it. So Cena is actually being helped out here. Looks legitimately injured. Selling it, really, really selling it. Do you remember Devin? Was he injured? Uh. I don't know. I I don't think he was seriously injured. I great. assume it was just WWE. But I know, but I just don't remember. It did look great. You know, it's years it was, ago. I, that's he a came in here, Cena's like, "Hey, man, I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best." I, th- I mean, the announcers really put it over too. So that's the match, guys. Josh, that was a great match to piss uh, piss. <laughs> uh, really appreciate piss it. Break match. <laughs> but uh, that was a we, good match. No, that is not a piss break match. That was actually a good one. So we do have. Some listener questions, if you guys are ready. Let's get to it. I'm ready. Thank you. uh, You can reach us at at Kickout Crew on Twitter. You can uh, hit us up on Facebook. Uh, We, meaning Brad, usually post uh, what we're covering, and you can reply with your questions to that, and we'll answer them on your show. So, uh, Brad, let's get to those listener questions. So, friend of the show, Mike Bober, has two questions. We're going to do one, and then we're going to go to some others and come back to him. Did a WWE drop the ball with Mr. Kennedy? I mean, they have stuck with injury-prone superstars for a longer amount of time than they did him. Also, do you believe the rumors about him being unsafe? They kept Nia Jax around long. <laughs> My home! <laughs> I, I, think Mr., I think Mr. Kennedy dropped the ball on Mr. Kennedy. Great answer, Mike. Great answer. That's the, that's the truth. I agree. I, like... I, I, I think that. I don't think they dropped the ball yet. He, he had his name was Kennedy. He Obviously, had somebody had some faith in him, and that is he had it. And I think he he's the one that fucked up on it. Even, he was gonna be Vince's son, yeah. Commentary during that ladder match, they said he's beat what like seven champions in the past 12 months, and then yeah. he wins the money in the bank at WrestleMania. Like, obviously, there's, plan, there's plans oh. in the making, so you know, Kennedy screwed Kennedy. Anybody else? Yeah. Any other opinions on that? Uh, I think Mike pretty much said it. Josh? No, I I agree. Uh, second part of his question here. I didn't realize it was six questions in this, but here, you know. Hey. Um, and I know my answer to this real quick. Would you rather see the Money in the Bank ladder match return to the WrestleMania or stay in its own pay-per-view? Own pay-per-view. Own pay-per-view, yeah. Yeah. WrestleMania is freaking long enough, bro. It <laughs> is. He put this on there. another half hour. And the way they've been doing it, like yeah, it's well done. Puerto Rico was Money awesome. in the Bank has been a like you 
pointed out, it's been a great pay-per-view here lately. So I think keeping it its own pay-per-view with awesome uh, like title matches or whatever at the end. Because if you remember back in the day, Survivor Series, even though you know, it was better back in the day, but they had a lot of great title matches on Survivor Series back in like the late 90s and stuff. So I think keeping Money in the Bank uh, its own pay-per-view with awesome title matches, good way to go. Mike Gallagher asks, how did the trilogy of matches stack up, on your opinion, Cena versus KO? Now, I know you weren't watching at the time, James, but I'm going to tell you this. I hated the way it ended because it was a tap out. On, on on the third KO. on the third one part yeah, three KO tapped out. What, what was I, uh what show was part three on? I think it was a regular. Was it a regular? Just uh, a raw or something? It you was, remember? I John? think it was battle. I think it was battleground. Okay, okay, okay. I couldn't remember, but I remember it happening. I remember like everybody's like, "What are we doing now to this guy?" Like almost like we build him up, and it's okay that second match, but now we're tapping him out in the third. What are we? Are, are we building him or not? I well, I, I felt that you way. You can't have I felt that way. you can't have NXT guy come in and run shop. I'm not saying that, but I, I don't think he should have tapped out. All right. He's supposed yeah. to be fight Owen's fight. A, du- a dusty finish. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, a pass out or something, a dusty finish. I I mean, yeah. I just thought it was – I just remember some very angry Owen's cr- fans in that crowd. Like, like, what are we doing? Like, lose yeah. one thing, tap out's another. Yeah, to give, up, to give up with a shirt that you're promoting saying fight Owen's fight and then give up, I guess it, it makes sense. True tap out, you know. It Maybe that's the sign. It sucks because it lost it. It it was part of their build for SummerSlam that year, and it was so stupid. That's that SummerSlam match that it was Cena versus Seth, U.S. title versus for um, WWE title where Seth became a double champ with his uh, white Power Ranger gear. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Authority. I remember that. Another question here from Mike Bober. At the beginning of the Money in the Bank 2015, when they played Dusty's music, was I the only one thinking that Vince was going to start dancing around like he was filming the stand back video again or what? <laughs> he did. He had that leg moving and everything. That was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Pretty good, Bober. Pretty good. Bober. I got a I got a I got a funny story about that actually from the show. So they they do the they do the 10 bell salute for Dusty at the beginning, and then they start playing his theme. And everybody's just kind of standing there. We're all like our whole section, like our section right there is kind of lined up straight with um, the the entrance ramp, right? And we start clapping. And I don't know if it captured it on camera or not, but like almost the entire back row of stars were looking up at us clapping. And then they all started kind of clapping along with us to the beat of the music. And then Vince joins in and we're all like, what? Vince is fucking clapping too? Like what is going on? But, like, <laughs> and you guys started that? <laughs> Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, next question here is also from Mike Gallagher. Would you think Mr. Candy's ceiling would have been if he – what would it have been if he would have cashed in? I mean, World it is the rocket champ. ship, right? It's a rocket ship. It would have been, uh, He would have been Vince's son in that storyline, and he would have been a world champ he, he multiple times. He had the rocket ship. Like, he had it on him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to you announce that, Adam? Yeah, um, I, that's why I put it in the chat first. Um, from Sean Rossap online, they just talking about what happened with Bray Wyatt. I said earlier in the year he had gotten COVID, and it actually like put a strain on his heart. It says there was a lot of positive progress towards the return of his recovery. Unfortunately, he suffered a heart attack 
because of COVID he had gotten earlier in the year. I said that COVID exacerbated a heart issue, which turned into a heart attack. Must man dance. Must man dance. Again, prayers out to uh, old, man. the attack, family. A family. This COVID thing is her. Uh, had some long-term effects on people, and that this kind of stuff has happened. So again, prayers out to his family. Um, so thanks for that, Adam. Damn, uh, final, okay, final uh, question of the day was from Ben Jones. Uh, would Ooh. you rather? From the future. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. There you go. I like that. You got to you gotta ask this question in Australian. I tried to do his... Uh, that's kind of rude and disrespectful. So, <laughs> I tried uh, last week. It didn't work. All I got was, uh, that's my life. But uh, <laughs> So would, they, would the money in the bank idea have worked in either the golden era, as in 85 to 92, or in the attitude era? I have I have an opinion, but go ahead, guys. Maybe attitude era, but not the golden era. I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah, I, dude, in the golden era, if somebody would have got that uh, briefcase and chased Hogan, you're telling me that wouldn't have worked? No. Different times. Well, different, no, it's different the DiBiase type thing. It's the money ink type deal, but you just flip it with like a briefcase. It would have had I, if it, it had a whole different build up. I'm telling like a you. Tournament. I, Hulk Hogan's I doing his comeback, does the point, does the leg drop, and some asshole comes out, their music hits, and he comes out with that briefcase, and Hogan's like, you know, like shocked and perplexed. Yeah. You tell me that it, wouldn't have worked. It, I don't I mean, think so. It, it would have to be a whole different buildup. It couldn't be a ladder match. It couldn't be a briefcase. I'm just telling you, it was a weird time. I think the like cash in of the uh, briefcase would work most definitely. Yeah, I'm with that. How you not a ladder match. Yeah, well, you can't have ladder. There were no ladder matches. Yeah. <laughs> they could have done like a battle royal, like they like to do back then, or something. Maybe yeah, like something. a Crockett Cup. You know, if you win the Crockett yeah. Cup, you have an open invitation to challenge for the title. Call your shot. What do they call yeah, it? Like a form like like you wouldn't, they just run out and do it. But also yeah. back in that day, they would have made it where it wasn't a surprise. It was a uh, like, yeah, it'd been all four. On this day, I'm fighting you type of thing. Absolutely. Like, you know, and then they would have the era, signing. They would have done all that shit. In it's the like attitude the new... era, they would have had five a year. Huh, right. <laughs> Hell, they would have probably did two a night. <laughs> you I'm know? telling you. They're basically what happens with anyway. the G1? So with the with the G one in New Japan, the winner of the tournament gets an automatic uh, title match at Wrestle Kingdom, which is their equivalent yeah, of WrestleMania. Cool. I like that. So that you get like a you get like a a briefcase with a contract, but they the fun part is they actually defend it throughout the year. So you just won the G one back here in July. You've got six months practically before you. Yeah, have the to longer catch you it. hold it, the more you have to defend it. I like that. Right. So guys, that's the question. Appreciate uh, appreciate everybody. And uh back to you, James. Nice. Well, uh, thank you. And once again, uh at Kickout Crew on Twitter, Kickout Crew on Facebook. Uh send us your questions, uh, and uh, you know, we'll answer them on the show. Uh that well, fuck me running. It's my turn. Well, uh, I guess uh the spirit of adjustments is uh the topic that Brad put on the the uh, outline and how uh, convenient that we've had some adjustments on this outline <laughs> as we're going. And I definitely skipped things that had to go back because, uh, you know, I wasn't reading it right. And, uh, you know, I had to switch it up a little bit. So, uh, you know, spirit of adjustments on our end, uh, you know, reacting on the fly and always uh, putting the foot forward and uh, going forward because adjustments do happen. And uh, once again, don't mean to bring this up, but uh, the families of uh, Terry Funk and Bray Wyatt, there's going to be a lot of adjustments with uh, that moving forward. And um, the main thing is uh, to 
you know, remember the memories and honor the life. But you do have to move forward, obviously. And this is still pretty fresh. And by the time this airs, it'll be like a week old. But I think uh, the thing I I'm not going to comment on, like what the wife and kids and, and all that stuff do. But there will be adjustments, obviously. There will be uh, hard-pressed, and it's uh, very sad. And moving forward, it's going to be honoring the memory, and that will be, uh, you know, a heavy adjustment. But I hope that their family and friends, and of course us fans worldwide, like, life does go on, and we uh, can honor them every single, you know, like, moving forward. You know, we we all have to adjust to a bunch of hard times. You know, Dusty Rhodes, shout out. But uh, it's not what breaks you. It's what uh, makes it's what you do that makes you. And I think moving forward and showing the strength and toughness and basically portraying the goodness of everything uh, that, you know, is brought because life is going to hit you in the face. But you and you have to make adjustments. You just you have to. And you don't let it succumb. You don't let it swallow you. You don't let it build up. You uh fight it head on. And as we like to say on the show, you kick out it too. Because uh life is the one pinning you. You're not pinning yourself. So you have the power to kick out it too. I know I'll say it at the end of the episode, but it's true. Like for the betterment of your family, friends, and everyone involved, you move forward. You press on. You remember them and you honor them, but you never, like, they would not want you to give up, I guess is what I'm getting at. So, you know, adjustments happen, and that's part of life because everything's going to knock you off track. It's how you get back on that track and keep the fucking train rolling is what really makes us as humans. And... We're all sad. We're all pretty uh, beat up on this. And the best thing we can do and what they would want us to do is to continue on, honor the legacy, and respect the people in their profession and respect those people moving forward who may join that profession. And uh, they're a hell of a wrestlers. Their memory is going to be talked about. There's going to be a lot of stories about them. There's going to be all kinds of things. But the thing is, you adjust, you deal, you cope, and you move forward because that's what they want you to do. And always remember, they're there with you. So, you know, the spirit of adjustment is, hey, let's make sure we're living the life that they wanted to live and that they want us to live. And that's all I got to say about that. It, it sucks ass, but hey, we're here, you know, because of them. We've had great memories with them. And it's upon us to share those memories forward. So, Never give up, never surrender, and let's just fucking win at life, you know? That's uh, that's all I got, I guess, on that. Yeah. Good one, James. Good one. Hey, man. That's life, baby. Top five, baby. Top five. You know what else is top five? I can't believe this is the next segment. The hottest rising segment in podcast <laughs> today. Hey, you wrote this shit. Are I didn't ready? know about all this stuff. Well, but here's the thing. It's adjustments, baby, yeah, and we're ready to laugh because, you know, sit back, relax, and ease your mind with the kick-out crew. And what better way to kick out it, too, than 
Adam with Waka Waka Waka. So, Adam, take it away. Uh, so, let's see what. Oh, shit. Get that out of here. Probably. <laughs> oh, All right. So, you know, three conspiracy theorists woke into a bar. Now, you can't tell me that that's really a coincidence, can you? <laughs> hey, oh. Can you? I mean, really? All right. What word starts with the letter E and ends with the letter E but only has one letter in it? E? Envelope. Oh! Can I like that one. Got him. All right. So what did the duck say when he bought chapstick? Put it on my bill. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was corny. I like that one. You know, every morning I get hit by the same bicycle. It's a vicious cycle, baby. <laughs> oh, waka waka waka, 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 waka. Every day. These are so much better than Jonesy jokes. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. Waking up in the morning, I can write better Jonesy jokes than that. <laughs> <laughs> and the feud begins again. <laughs> Hi, Mike. All uh, right. He knows I love him. Yeah. What we got next week, boys? Well, impersonating, uh, you know, sl- uh, fuck. accents probably isn't in our best interest. <laughs> uh, next week, we uh, talked about it. We're going to uh, cover matches from Terry Funk and from Bray Wyatt. Uh, just show them um, homage. Most of my uh, days. So the Terry Funk match is going to be uh, Terry Funk versus Mick Foley, May 4th, 1998 Raw main event. Very good match. Very popular match. Devin, did you pick the uh, Brain White match? Uh, I thought of one. Um, I'll, I'll talk to you guys off air about it, though. Yeah. He we'll post it on. We'll post it on socials. Well, we have a short job. Just a uh, full disclosure: we're we're going to record our next match pretty close. That's why we're <laughs> we have we're ready. We're ready now. But go <laughs> ahead. Uh, we'll we'll talk about it after. So uh, anyway, yeah, that's it. So that's next week. We're going to talk about uh, Bray Wyatt and uh, Terry Funk. Very influential uh, people, because uh, you know, in all honesty, we didn't even talk about Terry's uh, like death match influence in Japan and all that stuff. Right. I mean. Fuck around, you know. The guy, the guy Explode, was uh, exploding uh, barbed wire stuff, and uh, we're not talking the sparkler shit, which I was a uh, attendee for in Jacksonville. But yeah, like real, uh, you know, like stuff. And he influenced so many wrestlers. Now, now it's insane. I mean, hell, Road Dog. If you ask him, who the best wrestler? Doesn't he say Terry Funk like every time? And we all know him and Mick uh, are really close. I think Mick Flair says the same thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's crazy. 1989, man. Uh, or I'm not. Was it 89? Well, shout out Roadhouse. Yeah. yeah. Love Roadhouse. Shout out Roadhouse. <laughs> Patrick Swayze Express. Freaking love that movie. Roadhouse. <laughs> Roadhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So, uh, yeah, that's what we'll be doing, uh, you know, next week, which, uh, you know, obviously it'll be uh, belated when it airs, but it'll be good to talk about the, you know, the matches and 
reflect and also inspire because that's what it's all about. It's not a, it's not always about the hard times and don't ever get lost in the hard times because here's the thing. Hard times do come and go. You have to be the one to make it through those. You have to walk on coals. You have to walk through fire. You have to get up, stand up, but always remember this, never give up. That's the true mark of a champion. And those two motherfuckers were champions. And uh, you know what? We're all champions. You can be a champion too. You know how? You fucking kick out it too. You don't ever take the pin. You throw that shoulder and you stand up. You wipe the blood off and you say, one more motherfucker, I dare you. And never give up, never surrender. Because that's what we do on your show. And you're going to watch us on a Premier Streaming Network. Listen wherever you get your podcast. Uh, always reach out to us on the socials. We have uh, Instagram, everything. Uh, before we leave, I want to give uh, Josh uh, the field. So, Josh, is there any uh, closing statements you'd like to make? Oh, man, this is awesome. I'm glad uh, I'm Glad you guys finally had me. It only took you right? 71 episodes to get me on my show. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you came on, man. Uh, one of my uh, good friends, you know, my brother all the way. Uh, the beauty of uh, wrestling is it's universal, and we have friends all over the place. And uh, who would have thought that we'd know each other? And, uh, yeah, I consider you a great friend. Uh, really glad uh, you agreed to be on the show, number one. Really glad we asked you, number two. Uh, Huntsville was fucking amazing. I'm glad we got to spend a lot of time together. And, uh a lot of time. Yeah, man. Dug it. Uh, go guys. Cowboys. Fuck the Bengals. Uh, love Joe Burrow, though. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, let, let, let's 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 not let's not forget. James might be a total sweetheart in the sense that you know he talks shit about the Bengals, but he doesn't mind sending Bengal gifts. Hey, man. But uh, well, here's the thing. The reason I got you that specific thing was I wasn't going to get you some generic shit. I wanted to get you something that was a little off to where when you looked at it, you were like, oh, yeah, Top Guy Weekend and all that stuff. And because that's what it's about, man, camaraderie and uh, a family and, you know, the love for wrestling and now the love for each other. Funny thing is, that's a Clemson Bengal Tiger. That's not Cincinnati. That's Clemson. Thanks, Adam, for ruining the fucking gift I bought him. I swear I'm kidding. I have no idea the difference. Oh, man. Got me on that. A bulldog's a bulldog's a bulldog's. (laughs) Right? right. I'm just messing with you. All right. You going to close it out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mike, we're ready for you to log off, (laughs) I guess. So, uh... (laughs) Be be on the lookout for bonus episodes on YouTube also. Mike throws a lot of tangents in these episodes, but boy, howdy, he's uh, rushing to get off of this. So... I'm gay. (laughs) Anyway, we'll be coming back next week, and we'll be coming out uh, weeks after that. And you know what we will be doing? Having a fucking good time and easing our mind of life's troubles. Because, as we say on your show, when life gets you down, just kick out it too, baby. Because that's what we do. That's what you do. On your show, The Kickout Crew. And like I always say, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Your mother's a whore!